It's such a good intro. We're live. Welcome back to the final episode of Lord of the Rings in review. That's right. We've been ranking and reviewing every movie in the Lord of the Rings extended edition trilogy. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Andy Gorn, Legolese, Kevin the Pony. Why? We should be Nick the Pony. And Nick the Pony as well. Wait, I'm not going to be a pony. I don't want to be a pony if Kevin's a pony. Actually, you know what? Kevin, we ride together, we die together. Bad ponies for life. Let's go. Let's go solve some crimes in the world of Middle Earth. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've been doing this show uh, the last couple of weeks. You can watch all the episodes over on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunny or RoosterTeeth.com. Or if you want to watch live right here, Twitch.tv slash games. Every Tuesday and Friday we do in review. Um, next week we are starting two new franchises. We're doing a Nolan in review and we are doing Studio Ghibli, the Miyazaki written and directed movies in review. Mm-hmm. All of this is very exciting Shit, stuff. I have to make the Rooster Teeth art for that. Fuck. Yeah, you do. No, God damn it. No one watches yeah, there, dude. No one watches yeah, there. It's fine. I don't think that's true at all. We also we can't prove. We can't. But you prove can watch there, it. everyone. You can watch there if you want. Roosterteeth.com. You can also search your favorite podcast service for this. Just search for Kind of Funny Reviews, and we will be there. Uh, if you want to get the show ad free, you can just go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, just like our Patreon producers did, Muhammad Muhammad and Al tribesmen uh of course got to give the shout outs to uh cameron kennedy making the visuals for the intro uh carter harrell making the, the audios for the, the thing we got kebabs in the description with all the trivia now more than ever you should go check out that pdf there's it's an insane breakdown of everything uh that you might want to know about the lord of the rings trilogy um what else do i got here for you guys of course we have the lord of corrections from the faz over on reddit um, in his final corrections, I mean, technically he's going to do another one for next week, but we're not going to talk about it because there's no show yeah. to be on. Or we're just not going to get anything wrong this week. So, Nick, that's on you. Hey, man, okay. I, I looked up all the names for everything, including the uh, – I, lo- I typed in Giant Spider Fantasy, and I found the name of the Giant Spider. So you guys, were, we're good. We're you good. Know, What's the in, name? She's in one of the – Aragog. Movies. It was Aragog. Um, and so we're yeah. very excited about that. What about Fredo? What about Fredo? Fredo, I mean, maybe he took over the family business. Maybe he didn't, you know? Maybe he okay. was the dumb brother that couldn't take it. So Michael had to step back in. You know, okay. Andy, just when I thought I was out, they could pull me back in. Back in. They pull me back yeah. in. Face off. The fast over on Reddit uh, gave us some corrections <laughs> or just answered some of our questions. Can elves get drunk? Yes, but it takes something very strong. Um, like we were talking about, and we see them get drunk in the Hobbit book and movies that we're not watching, but apparently they do there. So that's cool. Uh, why does Denethor go mad? He gets he goes mad because he's been looking at the the stone for a long time. Palantir. So it's been messing him up over time. So okay, that makes that makes sense. Wait, which um, stone? What what stone has he been looking at? The, the stone that fucked everyone up. The crystal ball. Like, there, there are multiple of them. There are oh, okay. like so seven or eight Middle Earth. So I guess he's got one of them. Got it. Okay. Is, they didn't show that. It'd be really cool if they showed that just once. Yeah, is Arwen sick? In the books, she's not. But in the films, it's not clear. Elrond has some lines which sound like she is ill, but it's a bit ambiguous. Elrond tells her that she's losing the light of the Eldar, which just means she's losing her elven side. That's the only clear part. So it's kind of weird enough to interpretation. Uh, in terms of. Gandalf and the Witch King. Elise asks why Gandalf doesn't mention the Witch King is OP. Most likely because he shouldn't be, not against the Maiar at least. Gandalf being overpowered by the Witch King doesn't make sense with him being a, a Maya. They aren't even in the same league. It's one of the biggest contradictions with book lore, but Peter Jackson makes the sacrifice with good reason. Uh, 
It's a huge moment to reveal a villain as powerful as Gandalf. So his death by a specific character reinforces and highlights one of Tolkien's main themes. Even those perceived to be weak and insignificant can overcome the most mighty of challenges. Heart is the true measure of force. Thank you, Fast. That was a dope line. I appreciate you having that in there. Real cool line. Um, And then he did a bonus post. This is his uh, You're Wrong special edition. And this isn't really a you're wrong. It's just kind of like adding some some nifty little facts of what all everyone went on to do after after these movies. Because this this movie didn't have enough endings. So here you guys can have it right here. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. You're getting the exclusives. What did Aragorn do? Aragorn do after. Crowned as King Elisar, Aragorn ushered in a golden age Wait, for the kingdoms of, kingdoms of men. Sounds like it. Uh, you, Kevin, when you become king Gondor. of kind of funny, we're changing your name to some, whatever you want it to be. No, I, I have a feeling you're going to change it to whatever you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want it to be, Nick? I don't have anything right now, but man, I have so many Steven Seagal references written into this for Kevin's ponytail that we're, that's what we're going to go with right now. It looks great, by the way, Kevin. I'm loving I it. like it. I, I love it. You. Uh, Legolas and Gimli, after staying for a time with the newly crowned Aragorn, the two traveled together in Middle-earth, revisiting Helm's Deep in Fangorn Forest. Eventually, they separated so that they could each other help their kin uh, to rebuild and restore. That was what, that which was ravaged by the War of the Ring. War of the Ring, that's dope as fuck. Also, just jumping ahead, when this motherfucker writes and, it, and he's writing the Lord of the Rings, I was like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, <laughs> <Lord> baby. <laughs> Boromir, uh, the same fate all men and hobbits share in death, journeying to great beyond outside of the world and even Valinor. Nothing's known about this escape apart from it uh, being what makes mortality a gift. Uh, Merry and Pippin have some dope times in the Shire. They're successful. They have fame. People like them. And they're also the tallest ho- hobbits to ever live. Thanks to that. Man, Andy, could you even imagine? Could you even oh imagine God. being one of the tallest oh humans God. ever lived? Can you How imagine awesome being the tallest be? of the short people? <laughs> It would be just be nice to be the tallest of our group. Yeah, that would be <laughs> nice. Or Nick, or Nick, like the middlest of our group. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. Average. Yeah. yeah, average yeah. would be great. Average would be great. So Gandalf sails with his old friends Frodo, Bilbo, and Shadowfax to the Undying Lands. Um, there's no need for Gandalf anymore, so he takes his original form once again of Ulrin the Maya, most surely being with Frodo and Bilbo for the rest of their days. Frodo, trying to live a quiet life in the Shire, ends up leaving to do. Hangout stuff with Gandalf. Hangout stuff. Uh, I'm at a I love that, here. by the way. I, I love that ending. I think it's so sad, but it's so fitting because he just cannot. He just can't get Rafi past what spoilers. happened. What? Well, no it, spoilers. If it's this we're episode, in the episode, it's fine. I can talk about what? it. What? No, no, no. What? Andy, uh, and then the most important guitar. one here, guys, is Bill the Pony. The last time we see Bill is one of the very final scenes of the movies as he takes Sam to the Grey Havens for Frodo's departure. Then they take one last journey home to the Shire and Bill spends the rest of his days as Sam's trusty steed and friend. So I'm happy we Bill's, got some closure Bill's from Bill. Shire glue dog. They're they're lying to us. <laughs> Shire <laughs> glue? <laughs> he's got, he's yeah. the roots. That's, that's Bill. That's horrifying. He's not right, but it's just, No it's love for Bill the Pony. So, so thank you. Can I ask... Thank- um, did Aragorn become the king because he had the best story? Is that what happened? Is this, game of, this is me ripping out Game of Thrones. That's what I was going to say. Game of Thrones sucks, man. What a disappointment <laughs> that was. Oh, I really just play. I, can, really can you was. imagine if Tolkien was like Aragorn King? He got the best story. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I texted Andy this last night. But when Sam is like, I can't carry it. But I can't oh. carry you. Yeah, oh, such a good line. Shit. I can't carry Holy for shit. you. But Yo, I can't Sam's carry you. you. Oh. Sam's it makes MVP. me. Period. It makes, dude, it makes me so excited 
to end shelter in place and go back to the studio because we're on the second floor. And I know at some point Tim's going to like Tim, by the way, never brings his key to the studio. So he always rings the doorbell and someone has to go down and get him. And now Kevin's going to go down and get him every single time and say, and say I can't carry your key for you, Tim, but I can mm-hmm. carry you. And he's going to hop on his little back and he's going to carry you up like two flights we'll of stairs. He's done yeah. it before. Up we'll and down, up and down. Yeah. It's true. Look at him. He can't even. He doesn't even. He can't even give me shit for that. Like I do want to do this. I do want to do it. There's. I, I was talking about about this movie last night, and uh, this is the first time that I fully have watched the extended edition. And I think, just like the first part of Return of the King, I think that a lot of things were added just because they wanted to show the hardcore fans a lot of different things, and it's almost as if we're seeing. Like cutting room floor stuff because there's a lot of stuff that's added in here that looks bad and sh- I don't think belongs here. But you mean like it, the Army of the Dead? It's still stuff? incredible. All I mean, of the Army of the Dead stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of clips of that that are just like not. Is good. that when he frees oh, the man. Army of the Dead? Is that what you're talking about? And, and I don't, and I don't think that they really add anything to the movie. Um, it does and, not. And in fact, and, I, th- I would actually say it spoils some stuff. I don't recall. Um, the Army of the Dead sequence where they attack the pirates right at the beginning of this no, part two all added. being in no, there. Yeah. And that to me was a mm. terrible inclusion just because but, the moment where they actually come to the battle and save the day is such a hype moment. But you know it's coming because you've already seen them. Yeah, yeah but There's but it's there. incredible. And so, so Tim, uh, just for reference in the theatrical version, like I mentioned last time, the theatrical never had the scene where Aragorn walks out, sees the men's, uh, the pirate ships sailing and he cries or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the king uh, of the army of the dead pops up behind him and is like, hey, man, uh, I'll, we'll do this. You. We're in or whatever. So that is never shown. So Aragorn's showing up at the shores with the ships and then uh, all the army of the dead co- running off the boats or whatever. That's kind of the first time we see them, um, uh, you know, and the last time we saw them was actually in that building where he where Aragorn's like, what say you? And the scene cuts off there. So then right. popping up is a cool surprise in the theatrical version. But in the extended, they just keep on popping up and popping up. And I just <laughs> until they stop, until, until they, they just let them stop, go, which is until the it's dumbest. just like, hey, thanks for fighting with me in this one fight that was like really right. kind of boring. Actually. Hey, they fulfilled but their own. There's, there's still another fight after. <laughs> like they the fulfilled yeah. their own. It's not over. What the fuck? That, like, that, this is this is to me a, a glaring problem with the third movie. And it's unfortunate because it, it doesn't ruin it for me. But it is one of those things where I'm like, wow, Tolkien wrote himself into a corner here and he's got to get this army out of he's got to get this army out of play before they go to the Black Gate. Otherwise, there's going to be absolutely no tension with with yeah, them creating this diversion. And it's unfortunate because the second you introduce that element, you open up the door for a dumbass audience member like me being like, wait a minute, did why would they didn't fulfill their oath? You're still fighting for the king. The war is still on. Fighting one battle, that's, that's all they had to do. Like what no, they have to go fight the big bad guy now. All they did like, was was ward off this this small horde from Gondor. Like we're still fighting. Gondor's Gimli, still in jeopardy. Gimli was the audience in that point. And they mentioned in the director's commentary that yeah, we have Gimli's line and they're like Whoa! Do you really want to let them go? They could be good in a pinch. You know, we might need them. Right. And then, but Aragorn, uh, that their oath was a battle. Th- th- their oath is more is, is better written out in the books that like they had one battle. Like it's it's more succinctly written out in the book that you understand they're not there until as long as Aragorn wants them. They're mm-hmm. not just this sort of plaything, you know. And that's what I always chalked it up to is be that Aragorn by that. Uh, logic would be dishonorable himself if he made them continue fighting was that he could not you know as yeah. far as he was concerned that was the oath filled it was a battle they did it and it would 
it would not be right for him to keep them. It's Ar- It's the problem with Aragorn is he's so good and he's arrogant. True. Man, Jay- I would have been like, damn it, we we misused these guys. I'd have been like, hold back on this one. <laughs> hold back on this one. Let's Jay- go to the gate the and just have now. you destroy Sauron. And Jay win we'll him. Jay Windham in the chat says their oath was to defend Gondor, not attack Mordor. Oh, okay. Sure, but that's that's this is where the lawyers get into play. And they're like, technically speaking, by attacking Mordor, you are defending Gondor. Because those forces from, from the Black Gate, they weren't, it's not like they were gonna give Gondor a pass. They're heading straight for Aminas Tirith, and they're gonna destroy everything they possibly can. Anyway, it's so they added a that, they added Gondor. so a lot of those ghost scenes that were added. Um, I think they were just um also moments of small dialogue that you know, we're kind of interesting, and um, you know, later on we see um, Mary and Eowyn, uh, some kind of touching scenes there. But then the the Faramir and Eowyn scene, it's like we don't right. need what? that, man. That was, that was so that. weird. That like I yeah. feel like that came out of nowhere, and what didn't fall in the right context time wise, where it's like, okay, I guess this is a jump forward. This is a jump. Yeah. Forward. Also, like also, I, I understand. Go ahead, sorry, Kevin. I, I was going to say they make her look dead. For like so long, yeah, that was added yeah. as well. Like, I didn't like that either. I don't know. There's, I think there's more stuff that detracts from the movie than adds yeah. in a positive way to it. It's, but <laughs> it's still so fucking good. Oh my god. Okay, go. Sorry. It's the, no, sorry. It's the the air the uh, AOM, oh no, Aon and the uh, Faramir scene to me was just like I'm glad it wasn't in the theatrical because seeing them show up as a couple at the end is kind of shoehorned enough. Totally. Uh, yeah. Then to then to put in a scene that has to justify why these two duds. You know, <laughs> got together. It's awesome, but it's so weird to me because I'm watching this and I'm like, does she like a? Does she know Faramir? Has she ever met him before? And B, does he just look enough like Aragorn? Just where she's like, yeah, she's so like I'll take him. I'll take. Is that what it, it is? Yeah, it's I just so totally. sad for that character. What a du- what a dumb way to end that character's arc. Here's opinion. the thing, though. Like, she should have just man. taken over all of Rohan and been like, I'm I'm the leader now, and I, I don't care. I imagine yeah. that's what happened, right? Because I, I feel well, like. Theoden alludes to it, right? And in, in the prior one where he's like, you're in charge after I if I die on this. Yeah. So presumably she but, is, and presumably Faramir goes with her because he can't be the steward of Gondor anymore. Right, he lost his yeah, his, his, his city. His he's position. got the man now. The, the funniest thing about that first scene, um, obviously they are all on CG. Like they are in front of CG rocks and it's all green screened or whatever uh, because it was a pickup scene that they added later. But Peter Jackson is the guy that gets shot with the arrow. And kind of falls to his death. And uh-huh. the first guy they show is also one of the staff in the movies. And Peter Jackson is talking about, like, yeah, we had this scene and we had a bunch of cameos and this and that. And then uh, Fran Walsh and Philippa, the two, the other two co-writers, they're like, yeah, and what were we doing, Philippa? Oh, we were saving the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> while, you all, while you all were filming this dumb bullshit scene, we were saving the movie. And it's really, really funny. How are they so saving funny. the movie? By doing that? Uh, like, because, they, be, I'm, because I'm sure they were working on other shit they're that had to, ship, done, had to be done. Probably. Yeah. Well, distracted. It's really, it's really funny. Hey, man. Yeah, this is my first time, really, like, watching these movies and, that, and now we're all concluding, like, Really, all I can ask for in in blockbuster type movies is hype moments, and this movie delivers so many of those so close 100%. together. Like I feel like the the part of the like I can't carry you or I can't carry it, I'll carry you. From that on, there's like 15 minutes that are just I just had goosebumps the entire time, and like towards the end, like all of the the Mordor stuff, like I was really into it. Smeagol being there, like the fight scenes, biting the fingers extremely graphic didn't expect that. Like so many very 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 cool moments, surrounded by so much shit that I was just like. I don't know about this, guys. Like, th- how are we in the third movie and they're still 
there's still new elements just coming out of fucking nowhere. I thought it was done with the, the oh, here's all the, the army of the dead. Oh, there's these giant fucking eagles that just come out of nowhere now. And I've heard people bitch about the eagles a lot before of like, oh, why didn't they just fly them? Whatever. And it's just like, I'm not even questioning that. Well, I'm just questioning. Out of nowhere. We've seen them before. Right? Yeah, he said one of the eagles saves uh, Gandalf from. Oh, uh, when he talks into the moth. He's like, "Hey, moth." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. I just like how they come in this. It's just like it's the most like, the moment back. that they're that they were there in the circle, and there's like, oh, there's no way they're beating these guys. I was like, some bullshit's about to come. That's the it. moth, like, but then you see them. the moth fly. Yeah, the moth. The moth. <laughs> exactly. It's not it's, great. I, it's just I, like, I agree. Wait, but also, like, it doesn't like at no point does it mean like that they're gonna win that. Yeah. Right, I knew they like, were going to the, win. The, well, I mean, it's yeah, it's a high fantasy. Tim is the Lord it's, of just, it's hope. It's hope. Yeah, So, so the Eagles are like a proud race, and they are all they're extremely the, uh, powerful too. They're 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 a very strong, proud race. But and obviously, like the justification for why, and they talk about it in the director's commentary. Why didn't why didn't the Eagles just fly Sam uh, and and Frodo to Mordor? Why didn't they just fly the ring directly to Mordor and drop it in? And like Sauron and all of his armies would have been all over their asses, like immediately. There's no, like, they had to sneak it in. This is the best way possible, or whatever. And they also mentioned that they are also a proud race that's, that's not just like, wait, you just want us to fly this thing? Like, no, we're not going to just do that for you. Like, come on. You know, like they're, they are intellectual uh, uh, beings that aren't just animals there to help at at uh, Gandalf's will, and so I love I love seeing the moth fly in. Like to me, it's, it's just so cool. It's like we have a chance. We might have a chance. I guess that's I, my problem, though, is like with this fight, there was never a moment that I thought there was a chance they were going to lose. Like that's really the the point that I'm making. Is I feel like there's been a couple battles now. Like Helm's Deep, I, there was like that fear where I was just like, oh shit, someone might die here. Like there was actual stakes here. Whereas every other fight after it just kind of felt like, okay, what what bullshit's going to come out here and help? And they're going to win, and they're going to just keep pushing forward. And it felt like any time that they were facing a challenge, it was just to distract from the fact that um, Sam and Frodo were very close. That, <laughs> and they're that, like, we just need to keep this going. I wonder if that harkens to our interpretation of storytelling currently as opposed to when you know Tolkien wrote this. And it was still harkening back to the writing of Ages of Heroes where like your hero – survived and won the day now we we get the mcu where it's like your biggest uh hero can die two of your mm-hmm. biggest heroes can die and one can retire and not come back uh because we're flipping these these really traditional uh narratives but for tolkien it was like i'm you know writing about war and where the heroes come out uh, on top so it's like it's i i don't know but i do think you're right like there weren't as many ca- there aren't as many casualties Oh, I think that- um, yeah, it's crazy to think that from the from the uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, only one dude died of that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing Lord is this: me. like we're 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 looking at this through the lens of having just watched Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones yeah. specifically and directly or intentionally rather took that manner of storytelling and and just flipped it on the audience well, so like if you watch game of thrones you're like everything's totally this is going to play out like lord of the rings and then he purposely kills characters yeah. off to tell you this ain't going to be lord of the rings and so now we're kind of expecting that with everything but i do agree that like they could have killed gimli i would have been fine with it it's not, and to <laughs> the, be clear because i know people are gonna rip me apart for this it's not about the death like i think the death yeah. is a way to show stakes it's more about just the fact that they never felt like they were gonna lose like even like the battle or like be hindered. It was just always just like something's going to come and save them. 
and again, and it's this a matter goes, of what. This goes back to my critique last week, where I was like, the the my one big, big, big problem with Lord of the Rings is it just feels like the stuff the humans are doing is just giving them something to do, so that we can we can create tension between that and watching, you know, Frodo slowly climb this giant fucking mountain for like forty five minutes. Um, and I think it works more than it doesn't, but it's thin storytelling at its best. And the eagle moment is a perfect example of that where maybe in the books it was more supported, but in the movies, they fucking come out of nowhere. There's never even, I don't even think there's a line where he's like, I've sent word to the eagles. They haven't gotten back to me yet. They just fucking show up. And that to me is, you know, it's a, it's a, what's the term? A deus ex machina. Deus ex machina. Like, yeah. It's definitely a hand of God coming in being like, here's some more help guys. You didn't need it. But, I mean, you needed it, but you didn't ask for it. So here you go. Here's, here's something else coming in an element that you never even thought of. Um, and it sucks because obviously, I mean, I've seen this movie before, so I knew it was coming, but it's it's unfortunate. And it's the same, same with the Witch King, right? We were like, why did we didn't need the Witch King? What happened to the nine Nazgul? They were no, terrifying. Dude, come on, the, the Witch King thing was awesome. It's awesome, yeah. but why but his head has to crush in when he dies. So sick. But but know. to me, the scarier of those characters was Sauron. And the idea that Sauron is this all-seeing, all-powerful, like evil force that's just a fucking eyeball well, he's and not he's all seeing. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's he is more powerful. Is, is there any doubt in anyone's mind that Sauron is more powerful than Gandalf? No. no. Right? I mean, the guy is, like, he's got he's got people that are as powerful as Gandalf at his beck and call. So, like, that to me is scary. We didn't need to see – granted, it was cool visually, and the sword lighting on fire and him blowing up the staff was dope. But I didn't need that. I was terrified of – I'm terrified when the Nazgul writers came, and, like, they just kind of don't – play in a lot in this movie you see him a little bit here and there but they were terrifying in the first one i and love them go away catechus finch i think makes a great point he says the eagles didn't win the fucking battle though and i that's true yeah, that's, like they they weren't gonna win they only won no, because the ring finally fell in got destroyed but the eagles are should have been a moment like when they're like there's a moment in this movie where gandalf's like all is fucking lost my staff is broken. I, all I have left to fight with me is this idiot Pippin, who has already screwed up sucked. more than he hasn't. That, that scene bad. sucked, too. But that shouldn't have been added the in. Scene, right after that, you hear a horn sound, and you know what's coming. The fucking riders of Rohan are coming over the horizon, and it cuts, and you see the- uh, Theoden and his massive army because they set that up. Where We have that moment right before where he's like, Gondor has sounded the, the whatever the – or the, the beacons are lit, and he goes, we will answer. And On your left. Come, and it's yeah, so totally. it's an on your left moment and it's so great. The Eagles were supposed to be that, but because there was absolutely no setup for it, you're like, oh, that's weird. And they come in well, and then they fight the Nazgul, and you're like, oh, I forgot the Nazgul were a thing. It's just some of the other characters are just they they fall by the wayside and it's unfortunate. Like yeah, we don't even for, see the Nazgul kings die. Or like or the, the writers, the ring rays die, right? Well, we see the, 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 the witch king, which is the leader. Yeah, but where's the other eight of them? Well, they're <laughs> they're getting they take, they're, they're getting, getting ripped apart down by, by a, the Eagles. Like, so a lot of them are getting ripped apart by the eagles, and then once the ring is dropped in, the rest of them fly over to Mordor, because they, uh, no, 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 oh, it's, it's when, it's when, uh, Elijah oh, right. Wood yeah. finally he puts it on, yeah, he puts, puts on, on the ring, that's right, yeah. For, for the sake of, like, it's just go for it, Elise. Sorry, Elise, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I, like, to me, I think there's also just a big thematic perspective of this saying that, the theme of this is that light will always prevail against dark. Good will always prevail against evil. What, even if our he- heroes are at the verge of peril, they're at the very edge of darkness, something in the universe is going to provide and intervene in a way that like, good cannot just completely fall. Give myself goosebumps. Wow, I'm just, this is <laughs> rhetoric. <laughs> I can't, uh, um, but uh, 
I, I think that's like part of it too, is like even when you feel like you're completely lost, as long as you have goodness on your side, like that's going to, to come in and intervene and, and help you. And I, that might be a little bit of, and I, honestly, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that entirely, but <laughs> especially from like a storytelling standpoint, but I do think that that's maybe thematically like part of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I, mean, oh, I buy I, that and that's dope. But the, my only criticism of that is that's cool for one movie, not yeah. three four hour movies you know but, uh, but also like i think going back like looking at what marvel does so well is they have team dynamics and they give everyone on that team something important and critical to do and i just feel like in this one you've taken 90 percent of your main characters throw literally thrown them in a circle and just you throw just these kind of generic orcs at them well how come legolas didn't kill a ring wraith how come Gimli didn't kill a ring wraith where is their big showdown we see him kill an elephant which is great cool but like all, all these characters could have just had so many cool, th cooler things to do, and it goes back to just Tolkien kind of being like, really, the main focus of this is Frodo. It's the, it's that, it's that struggle of humanity of of having to, as a as a small powerless person, face this insurmountable goal of like of fixing the evils in the world, and that totally comes across for me, and it's great, and that's why I love those moments. I love everything from. The part where Sam's like, I can carry you. And then they go up and they find the mouth and they, and they go in. And he's like, I'm not putting, I'm putting this ring on. I'm keeping it. And you're like, oh no. How that whole thing plays out, the 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 arc of Gollum and how you just didn't know. Like in the books, by the way, when you read this, you're like, kill this little fucking thing. Why don't you just kill him? You'll figure it out. And then at the end you go, oh, that's why, mm -hmm. that's why Sam, like Frodo couldn't figure it out. But he just had to keep him alive. For this, it was it, that's well done. But everything else, I was just like, I kind of wanted to skip through those chapters. And be like, what the I, hell happened? Yeah, we'll just have to agree to disagree because, like, <laughs> I, I feel like you've not, I feel like you've only been invested a hundred percent in the whole ring story. But all the human stuff, I still super dig. Like, oh, I, I, love it. I, I, I still love it. Like ninety five percent of all of it, and I think yeah. that it. I, I, oh, I, you did mention earlier though, Nick, that you think it works more than it doesn't work. But I, sure, I do. I, I, do. I, I do think it's like still all awesome, and I love all the characters, and I love. I don't think it's just something for them to do. I think it is really uh, intriguing. A lot of a lot of those cool fight scenes are are still really entertaining to me. There is what one extended edition uh, scene that's that's included that we'll get to, and I probably it's probably not a future it's a future spoiler to mention it. Mention it, but it's one that's completely worthy. I wish it was in the theatrical. Which one I'll was say it? it now. You can say now. Go for it. Oh, the mouth. That's a clue. That's a clue. Oh yeah, <laughs> I the mouth was spoiler, so good. But it's awesome. We'll talk about it. I guess when yeah. we get to it. Let's get into the plot. Come on. Return of the King Extended Edition Part 2. Andy, a day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all our bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. Oh, no way, motherfuckers. Oh. Let's go. Uh, we pick up where we left off with Aragorn and Legolas just hanging out on the pier, waiting for the pirates to slowly roll in. Uh, and when they get there, he yells at him. He goes, yo, you will not enter Gondor. And the guy's like, fucking, who's going to stop us? You? Like, what, you and what army? And he goes, oh, this army. And then the Pirates of the Caribbean ride happens, and they all come out. And it's very, very bad. And I'm glad they cut this part out of the, of the theatrical cut because uh, it doesn't work for me because mostly because one of them looks a lot and sounds a lot like the ghost from the beginning in the library scene of Ghostbusters and it made me audibly laugh out loud uh, back over uh, at in Mordor Gollum gets the hobbits to enter a dark and smelly cave with lots of spider webs and any normal sized idiot would know that they're walking into a spider trap but not Frodo because he's all hopped up on that ring juice uh, when he asks why everything's sticky is sticky Gollum's like oh I think you know why 
Oh, damn it. I think you know why, Andy. I knew it. It's the spider is why, The spider is why, of course. Get your head out of the gutter. It's the spider. Jeez Louise. Wait, was the spider masturbating? Or did we know? The spider was masturbating. I don't know how webbing is made. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, he does. I don't think anybody knows. I don't think anybody knows. I don't know if they enjoy it or if it's painful for them or if it's perfectly a little mixture of both. Like, like we all like it. Uh, Let's see. Frodo soon realizes he's in a pickle. There are corpses everywhere. Outside, Sam loses his footing and stumbles down the mountain where he sees that Lombus bread that Gollum threw away. And he's like, damn, that little shit. I'm not letting him beat me. I'm climbing back up there and giving him a what for. Uh, Frodo remembers the gift that Galadriel gave him and uses it. What is it called? Um, The light of the the yeah. light of the light of the elves we'll just call it that uh and he Chattel uses it to, to light the cave but uh he soon comes to regret that as he uh when when the light pops out it clearly reveals uh the giant spider from harry potter coming at him and this is where a lot of lord of the rings fans are going to hate the rest of this recap because i'm going to refer to her or him as uh aragog from now on do you know what her actual name is nick shilob i believe right shilob 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 so Shelob is the descendant of a Maiar, uh, of one of the gods that is similar to uh, the Balrog. Uh, the Maiar, you know, just like these higher beings or whatever. So she's like a, an old descendant. Uh, Kebab says the light of Elendil. Elendil. I'll put it that way. Uh, I'll just call it the light. Blinded by Galadriel's light. Anyway, he uh, <laughs> he fights off uh, Aragog as best as he can, but eventually gets caught in webbing. Uh, Gollum takes this opportunity to gloat, which pisses Frodo off more. Uh, Little Hobbit starts hacking uh, his way loose uh, and then gets eventually free. Uh, losing Sting in the process, which is his sword. Uh, once outside, Gollum attacks him, so he beats that little dude's face in until Smeagol comes out. And he goes, it was a precious, the precious made me do it. And Frodo's like, Frodo remembers his mission and says, I have to destroy it, Smeagol, for both of our sakes. And Gollum's like, no, no, I mean, I was just lying. I really want it. And he attacks him one more time. Uh, and then uh, Frodo pulls a nice sacrifice throw and hurls a little body uh, over at the drop-off below. Uh, Quick question. Did anyone play Shadow of War? Yeah. Shadow of Mordor? No, Shadow of War is the sequel. The, the second oh, one? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know. Do they explain why she loves a, she like, a woman? attractive woman? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, they, they they made they made. I'm gonna like drop Shelob. it in the in the Discord. So you they guys like can... they like transformed a Shelob's character into like like this was her her form that she presented to humans. Like I totally forgot about that. I was weird. watching James play it, and I was like, "Who's that?" And then he was like, "You know, the spider." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so you can all check uh, out. I'm gonna see that. What photo she was like. Frodo passes out from the exertion and wakes up in a dream where Galadriel tells him he has to find a way to destroy the ring. If he doesn't find a way, no one will. Uh, she pulls him back to reality, uh, back over uh, with the writers. Eomer reports back to Theoden that uh, they're pretty screwed. Uh, Eowyn is pretty much given up too, but Mary brings her back. He's like, I'm not a knight of Rohan. He has a great little uh, little monologue here. He's like, I'm not a knight of Rohan. I'm just a hobbit. A lowly, lowly. I'm just a hobbit, Andy. I'm just, uh, just uh, he says, oh, but I just want to do basically, I just want to help my friends. And she's like, that's a good, that's a good perspective. Let's take it one step at a time. And just help our friends. Uh, Pippin watches as Denethor walks his son's body out uh, the Citadel and pretty much gives up on life. Uh, he says better just to die sooner than later uh, for die. We must. And Pippin's like, well, you we don't have to die. We there's maybe a third option in there. Yeah. Uh, or you second option. But, yeah. Uh, he says, no tomb for Denethor or Faramir, no long, slow sleep or death embalmed. Uh, we shall burn like the heathen kings of old. Bring wood and oil. And when he says that, it just sends a chill up your spine. Yeah, that's, a, like, that's a fucking cool line. 
But also, we will burn like the heathen lords of old is a cool yeah. fucking thing to say yeah. when you're about to burn yourself and to honestly, death. And honestly, he doesn't have the type of hair texture that looks good with that much oil on it. Oh, yeah. That much matting. product in it. Yeah. They, I, mentioned, uh, they mentioned it was a one shot because they, they fucked up the wig and they couldn't like reapply the wig and everything in times oh, and shit. they they mentioned like they had to get this right <laughs> now here's my question for you kevin yeah you know tim is our fearless leader but at what no, point when no, tim goes true. i'm gonna light myself on fire do you and i just say nah dude we're not gonna get you the oil in the wood you're on your own <laughs> on this one like, are we are we live like are we, are we live? live yeah oh do you want to get the views from it tim light KFAF. yourself on fire Tim, if you could do that for our show, that'd be great. Uh, We we talk him out of it, right? Like, ah, Tim, it's not worth it. Let's do something else. (laughs) Oh, sure. That's that's what I (laughs) I like. Let's light the LaCroix cans on fire. They'll explode. (laughs) It'll be cool. (laughs) We don't have this BT dubs. Uh, Back outside the gate, Grand, the big-ass wolf with fire in its mouth, finally Mm. breaks through the front gates, and Gandalf gets everyone hyped. He says, you are soldiers of Gondor. No matter what comes through that gate, you will stand your ground unless it's giant trolls. Then run, motherfuckers. Run. Which is exactly what they do. I love this moment because he's like, let's go. And the trolls busted, and you see it in his eyes. He's like, terrible mistake. Run. Uh, let's see back over uh, on the uh, in Mordor. Frodo spots a passageway, uh, and then he sees that tower. I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is the specific. This is not the tower that the IF Sauron's on, right? This is just another tower that's in oh, Mordor. Oh, this is a um, what is um, this one? Go- ah, fuck! It, it's an old, it's an old tower that like the Numenorians all made uh, that were eventually turned evil. Chat, chat, let us know. Fuck! Okay. It's not Minas Morgul. It's another it's fucking Seer Thungol. There we go. Okay. There you go. Uh, uh, so of course he sees that he goes, oh, you know, I think I can, I can Thank figure out, how to, I can figure out where I can go from here. I think pretty things are pretty good on my own. Little does he know, right above him, uh, Shelob is mm-hmm. climbing and is about ready to attack. Uh, they tussle and then she ends up stabbing him uh, with her stinger. Is that what Dude, we call it, spiders? Yeah. That Venom scene, delivery mechanism. Yeah, what so an incredible insane. shot. Uh, I love, I love spiders. Are obviously fucking scary. Big spiders. I feel oftentimes aren't scary they become kind of just like comical looking but this one is this one's good like this one like they nailed there was the fear factor going on and that stinger when it was like going down like the sound design of that was great when it it gets photo i was like oh yeah the uh the the sneaking shot where it's the under shot and it's like a super wide shot um yeah they had mentioned that like yeah we had like the ultra wide lens and we were shooting this and like oh this will be really cool to watch her kind of creep in above him and it it looks so fucking it cool was, one of those yeah. things that i want drawn and like have like as a picture frame because it's just so awesome cool, yeah very great moment and also a very great sound design here very minimal and you just mm-hmm. kind of hear the rustling of rocks above him and you're like oh god well and then the thuds though like it is yeah. it's like it, it's so bassy Ooh. yeah like Dane uh, 90 in chat saying eight legged freaks did it better. Dang, oh, God, I was going to say eight legged freaks. Kidding, they didn't say that. <laughs> At least there are very few. There are very few movies that David Arquette didn't do better. <laughs> <laughs> That I stand by. Uh, of course, he starts spinning him up in, in his web. Uh, but Sam Dude, comes to the rescue and starts fighting us, him off. Shout outs to the animation. The way that it like just so delicately flips him on his side, grabs oh, yeah. him, and just starts, you know, just starts yeah, just, wrapping just, him up, wrapping him up. Yeah, Kevin, the body yeah. looked Kevin, a little, you know, dummy-like, but... But I, I've often thought you could do this, Kevin, if we just gave you four more arms. I, think I just need two more. I just need two, two more. Yeah. 
Well, I feel, I feel like three more. One to hold the venti iced coffee, two to wrap them up, and then two other ones just kind of like make sure the hair is on point. Sure <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm just <laughs> jealous that I can't do it because I don't have the balls to grow my receding hairline out. I digress. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you need to grow your receding hairline out, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Hims. Nick, let me know about Hims. Uh, Hems is a, uh, a product line that I use and I believe Andy uses as well. I use it, of course, for my hair loss. Uh, I use the prescription finasteride that they give me. Uh, it's very, very easy to access uh, online with no in-doctor visits. I also use the uh, shampoo, which I think is great. And I love the vitamins. I eat them every day. And uh, they really help with with my hair up here, man. It strengthens it out and makes it look I got, left. I got back on that shampoo too, Nick. I got back I on it. it. Yeah, okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Super easy yeah. to sign up. You just take a photo, send it to a doctor. You don't have to talk to anybody in person. It's great. Hims connects you with real licensed doctors and FDA approved pharmaceutical products uh, to help you with to prevent hair loss and to treat ED. Well known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you combat erectile dysfunction. Uh, prescription solutions backed by science and made more affordable. Uh, you can see where other treatments fall short. Stop worrying about multiple in-office doctor visits. It's really easy. You just answer a couple questions about your medical history and chat with a real doctor for a confidential review. If approved, products are shipped directly to your door very discreetly. You can try HIMSS today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's forhims.com slash KFMS. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash KFMS. FMS. Uh, prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. You can see the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy, but forget all that noise. Remember, 4hims.com slash KFMS. Back to the plot. Sam to the rescue, he comes in and starts hacking at stuff and doing all sorts of things and eventually uh, cuts Shelob up the belly, uh, stabs her in the eye, and then is just like, get out of here with the, with with Frodo's light. He's like, get out, get out. And she's like, all right, all right, cool, man. Like, I didn't know that was where we're at, but <laughs> I bet. It really I is light. Like, the way I she goes we back in her cave, like, oh, my bad, my bad, you can have <laughs> yeah, it. I want that smoke. Shout out yeah. to the. Uh, I mean, I, I I just want to shout out the like this this movie's from two thousand three, man, and the CG looks really damn good in a lot. Like the 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 CG range is obviously there's a lot of scenes that don't look as good just because of time constraints and budget constraints, but Shelob looks incredible. Like I I yeah. love the way she looks and animates. And they mentioned like. It, it's based on some little hunting spider, and and Peter Jackson was like, "Oh, it's a it's a spider he in my garden that you can find." And then they're like, <laughs> all the American people working at Weta were like, "We don't know what that spider is. We don't have that here in America." And then they had somebody from uh, he had somebody from uh, New Zealand uh, actually get one from his garden and take it to the animators and be like, "This is what we want." I love that. Yeah, it's so cool. It's That's a missed opportunity right there because I would have shipped all the animators a box of spiders. That's what we want, dude. But, like, I, was thinking, I was thinking about this a lot. Like, obviously, big spiders are scary. But quantity of small spiders also Way very scary. 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 When Frodo's yeah. walking through this cave and there's all these webs, you got to imagine there's a lot of little guys in there. Little babies, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. And they have the hairy feet. They're, Can we put probably have some respect on the on the Gamgee name here? There are there are greater men, larger men, stronger men that would have cowered in the face of such a foe. A man Sam does not hesitate. Mm-hmm. He does not flicker mm-hmm. for a second. The MVP. There's a moment in this where uh, he's climbing up the mountain and the spider's below him and he takes his bare foot and starts kicking the spider's head. 
And yeah. I will tell you this, that's how I knew Sam was a better man than me because I will <laughs> not step on a spider barefooted. I will not do that. It just is like, it's in my brain, Andy, I think it's going to flip over and bite my foot. Yeah. <laughs> over and, bite my foot. and then I go, I, you know, you, 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 you pick the foot up and it's not there anymore. And you go, oh, and you look and it's on the underside of your foot and it's staring at you and then it jumps on your face. Almost <laughs> killing a spider and missing is the most Terrible. terrifying thing. Cause then they go away and like, they're gone forever. They remember. They revenge, it happened know? to me a week ago. Kevin saw it. I, I saw Kevin. it. I walked away when you were like, I'm going to kill the spider. I was like, you're going to fucking fail. I'm going to walk away. And what happened? <laughs> I, failed. You I missed. failed bad. It's you still missed. out there somewhere. <sighs> my, my wife, one time we were in a hotel room and she saw a spider on the ceiling. And she goes, I got this. She took her blue uh, flip flop off and just didn't think. Instead of slapping it, she just threw it up there and it left a oh, giant no. blue scud, like a mark oh, on oh, the no. ceiling. And the spider was like right next to it, like what? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Not a lesson, though. We let him go. We let him go. That's I digress. Uh, back at Minas Tirith, Denethor is preparing to burn Faramir alive. Pippin tries to stop them, but uh, De- uh, Denethor throws him out of the crypt, uh, releasing him from his service. Uh, Gandalf orders the retreat. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. This is one of my favorite lines in the movie. He releases from the service, and then he tells them, "Go die whatever way you feel yeah, you, is yeah. best." It's like, whoa, so good. that's yeah. a great like, way to tell someone to fuck off. It's yeah. like, first of all, he was in his service for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and he's already like, no, go on. Get out of here. I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. not going to look good on a resume, by the way. Like, what was your last job? Well, I was uh, I was in the service of the steward of Gondor. How long? A day. Then I got fired. <laughs> well, so. then he ran off the mountain on fire on fire yeah <laughs> well we'll get to that in a second before that happens of course gandalf it. orders the retreat of the uh, the orc leader orders his troops to move in and kill everything in their path he says fight fire gandalf right. screams fight fight into the last man fight for your lives uh pippin of course finds him and together they jet off to faramir uh until the witch king cuts them off and this is one of those scenes that i'm like i feel like it, it didn't need to be here but the visual effects and sort of the sound design was really really cool um he yeah, it was added, and, said, and i think it sucked I, I, I don't think it's necessary. They mention it in the commentary too. Like, yeah, we didn't put this in because it makes no sense. Like, they're <laughs> the 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 Witch King, and they they make fun of the fact that you know the Witch King breaks the staff and is looking at him is going to kill Gandalf and the horn sound and then he peaces out. They're like, all right, time to go. Like they make that joke that like, all right, time for me to go. I re- like, I, I had you where I wanted you, but now yeah. I got to go deal with literally. This other thing. I I could have gotten there thirty seconds later, and you they would have had one one yeah. big like piece. So I guess it was in the books, and it was just something that they added to to kind of be more. Um, you know like literally they're like he's like i gotta go and then and then one of his friends is like you know that uh theoden's gonna monologue for a solid five minutes right yeah like, you got to ride up and down the light you could just kill that's like the equivalent of when you're playing chess or how i imagine when you're playing chess because i don't want to play checkers and you've got you can take someone's queen out of the rotation and you're like nah i'm gonna let you slide on this one because i'm a, i have a better strategy what's that strategy i don't know i don't yeah. know what strategy <laughs> i'll figure it out later i'll figure it out as we go of course um he says do you uh, he talks shit and of course ends up banging out when the, when the horn comes um let's see uh the riders of course the, the horn signals the riders of rohan have arrived eowyn tells mary to have courage for their friends uh and then theoden uh, gets he gets up and he goes arise arise oh no maybe this is Aomer this is this arise arise riders of Theoden spears shall be shaken shields shall be splintered a sword day a red day ere the sun rises and I don't know what any of that means <laughs> it is shit 
This is like a, this is you know this is like this is like a Led Zeppelin lyric where you're like I don't <laughs> know it's referencing Lord of the Rings, but I don't know what it means. There's a Misty yeah. Mountain reference in there somewhere. E anyway, uh, A1 promise. Oh, now for wrath. For ruin. For ruin. And the red and, dawn. And the red dawn. Oh God. I can't forget. I, sorry, oh, Nick. Sorry. sorry. We've I gotta, that line. I'm glad you put it in there. Fill in the gaps where, where, where my knowledge breaks. Uh Aon promises to look after Mary as Theoden rides down. And I I don't remember this in the theatrical cut, but he literally rides down the ranks of his lines, slapping their sheet their their spears with his sword. Yeah. Just like, get fucking ready. We are going to war and we're gonna and win he's yelling the, game death. In the second half. Death! He's yelling death. death. And everybody's going, Dad, like it's so fucking good. Imagine, imagine you're an army and you're like, we're, we're, we're doing pretty good here. We got Grand. He fucking just bursted on the gates. Uh, the Witch King may or may not have taken this unbelievably good opportunity to kill Gandalf. We're doing good, guys. You guys want to take a break for a fresca? And then you look over and like 2,000 riders of Rohan are just fucking screaming death at you. And you're I like, get it, dude. That'd be my strategy, man. It's intimidation. <laughs> I know, like, hey, I'm not going to win the fight, but I'm going to confuse the fuck out of them. And yeah, I'm definitely it's like when you're in guard in basketball and you just shout at someone. Ah! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I play. And then, of course, they sound the horn and they just get it on, man. Charging fo- forward, they crash into the army, the orc army, like the tip of a mighty spear. Uh, and they start cutting a wedge through it, which I think is so cool visually when they show the massive shot of it. The, the whole thing kind of just goes into a tip and just goes, bam, just breaks through everything. Uh, and then uh, Gandalf crashes the Viking funeral uh, and knocks Denethor out with his staff, but not before the crazy old man lights himself on fire. Of course, Pippin's able to save Faramir and bring uh, him to safety as Shadowfax knocks Denethor onto the pyre. I'm so sorry, Nick. I Did just I thought it? of something that would be really worth mentioning sure. for the, that they hadn't seen. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. No, um, please interrupt you. are on track. I just remembered that uh, a significant part of that scene is that Peter Jackson specifically asked people who knew that speech from the books to come to be in the front line. He wanted he wanted the uh, the extras that actually knew that moment in that speech to be in the front because he knew that they would have the most emotion uh, oh, and be able awesome. to like react to it. And that's why there's there's one rider that you see come out and he's just like going nuts. Yeah, he's, like, crazy. He's got this crazy look in his eyes, and that's because he was so fucking hyped. I'm so See, sorry to draw no, it. Like, and then, the, and then the Gondor theme starts. And it, it, yeah, it, it's just I would so be, good. I would be terrified to do that as a director oh, because I would movie. be afraid they would do uh, the Jason Mewes thing where he's just like, I would. There, you know, there'd be one dude, it just, just barely visible, who's mouthing the speech. <laughs> you know, he's just yeah. saying the lines with him. He's like, oh fuck, I made a horrible mistake. All these guys know the speech and they're mouthing it. Anyway, uh, glad that right. didn't happen because this moment's great uh shadow fax of course kicks the old man into the fire and then he just instead of just dying he just runs off the the the, the balcony of the citadel and just falls into the city below and i'm <laughs> assuming like a really cool shot but an interesting edit when you think that like how far he had to run from the the yeah. like temple or whatever it was they were in to the end of that like weird drop off yeah, like there's the tree in the middle, and then there's like half a mile. <laughs> yeah, Peter, Peter Jackson was like, obviously, like this isn't realistic. I just really wanted the visual of the body falling off of the top of of uh, it was a damn just good it visual because cool. it, it looks awesome. Cool. <laughs> it really cool. uh, back outside on the battle, things looking pretty good. Everyone's like, I think we got this, guys. And then, unfortunately, the Oliphants arrive, uh, and Theoden orders without skipping a beat. By the way, looks at him and reorders the line reformed. Oh, which I, I was love a, his a face. Cool moment where he's like, fuck. Uh, Andy from Kind of Funny. So an interesting uh, tidbit I learned watching the commentary is that only hobbits refer to them as oliphants. 
They are called Mumakil. Oh, get fucked. Uh, oh, no. they, they're like they're like mam- they're like mammoths, obviously, but their 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 actual species is called Mumakils. But the the, the hobbits Wars being all right the hobbits being all silly and shit, like oh Oliphants. like that's just like their cute little name for it. Yeah, I'm not calling so this, them this... Mooma Kills because because Peter Jackson in the commentary kept saying, yeah, we wanted this Mooma Kill scene, Mooma Kill. And I was like, what the fuck is a Mooma? What's the difference between that and Oliphant? I thought they and I googled it. When you're pretending to be Peter Jackson, put a little bit more accent in it. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. You're not even trying. So, so in this scene, we had uh, we had uh, Legolas. Uh, we call him. They call him Orly. They call him Orly, Orlando. They call him Orly, Orly the whole time. Orly. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, I'm down uh, with Orly. Oh, I'm not down with the Mooma kills. Something else we got to talk about is uh, Theoden's beard in this movie. It has goatee. this like, greenish tinge, and you notice it more and more during this battle. It's so weird, and I don't know what the whether it was color correction, that was it's not color good. correction. It's got to be yeah. right because the, the whole the whole extended edition. Um, I remember DJ Kento sending me kind of a side by side shot of how the extended edition is colored a lot greener than mm-hmm. the regular one for whatever reason. It really it's, makes no sense. It's entirely possible they did that to alleviate some of the chroma spill from the green screen stuff. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. happens a lot with blonde people where it's mm-hmm. uh, where you'll get the green and it's just impossible to get that yeah. spill out of the hair. Uh, which Wait, is why so they, Tim is going darker and darker these days. So uh, they, have, what were you about to say? Uh, do they mix green into the actual beard? Or, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm a little. No, confused. but oftentimes you'll, you'll try to do a you'll try to do a spill suppressant, which will try to color correct it. But then if you do a color, an overall color of green, it'll hide it a little bit. So it, it is a possibility that the color is like you're saying. Well, that's why everything green, green, so it downplays some of the need to do that spill suppression. That's just my theory off the top of my dome. I don't that's, know. That's actually the theory I was running with, Nick. It's also possible they did a lot of it. Now that I'm thinking about that, though, if I were the VFX supervisor, I'd be like, everyone's costume's green, so let's do blue screen instead of green screen. Hmm. Or you can go Predator and do red. Anyway, uh, Theoden orders the line reformed and sounds for the charge. He says, take them head on. And I don't know about a lot, a lot about warfare, Andy, but this doesn't look like it goes well for them right off the bat, especially since these things are the size of small buildings and they just start stepping on horses left and right. Uh, arrows don't seem to be working either, so Carl Urban comes to the rescue. He throws a spear through the heart of one of the lead drivers, uh, which causes it to bang into another elephant, and the tide is turning. Eowyn starts... Um, what the hell? Oh, dropping the beat? Now what did I do? I, I felt uh, like there was, there was a couple <laughs> of moments here where the perspective changed in a weird way. Oh, chopping she starts chopping at the tendon sorry continue kevin yeah i was just saying like that this scene where she rides through and then goes slices her back which looks really cool but suddenly the elephants weren't as towering as they looked earlier you know they they do have some weird perspective Mm -hmm. yeah things in this movie i'll just say that there's a moment later where they all do the charge uh to the black gate and you see the hobbits run at one point or maybe it's here i and they're so small, and I'm like, I don't think that was accurate. But maybe and they like, are. And uh, later, where and when everyone uh, bows to the hobbits, I feel like the perspective looks really weird there because they're just uh, like keyed on there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a little weird too. Uh, of course, Eowyn starts chopping. She starts chopping those tendons and starts taking them out. Theoden uh, almost gets run over, but Eowyn saves his ass. Uh, Mary gets it over on a few orcs while Eowyn mixes it up with the orc commander. I like this fight. Uh, up in the Citadel, Gandalf gives Pippin some words of encouragement. He says, death, it turns out, is just like going to an all-inclusive sandals resort. And Pippin's like, okay, cool. Was this uh, added? 
this must have been because this right? it was a weird scene of like hey it's not that bad to die and it's like well yeah. you're saying that because you came back you know what i mean yeah. also, you're, yeah. a mythical, you're a mythical being and yeah. when you go on i'm just i'm just gonna turn into a really short guy that's it and let me tell you from as a person who is height uh deficient it's not great, not uh, great. Let's, let's see just you height me and that really Oh, okay, so the Aowen watches as the Witch King uh, thrashes Theoden. Uh, she gets between the Nazgul and its prey. When the dragon goes uh, in for the bite, for the killing bite, she lops off its head, and then she squares off against him, and she's a man, it's just you, me, and that really, really scary ball and chain weapon that you have, uh, which is seems like it's oversized and almost comically big, but it's just imposing enough. I was just uh, thinking how, like, with every movement that he has to do, you could totally very clearly see where he's gonna you know drop it at so I mean, maybe it's a small uh car so i yeah. feel like it's coming there it is of but... course she tries to parry it she tries to move out of the way and then it just smashes her shield and i Dude, assume breaks her arm as well that's that's such a like viscerally painful mm-hmm. shot when when her, that yeah, her reaction happened, her reaction was like very good. like oh my god like i am shaking in my <sighs> core right now for the rest she stays like this right yeah. and with her arm Holy like her. that and it's just like man that's that's some good acting right there. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Witch King knocks her down, knocks the shield out of her arm, and all seems lost until the pirate chips roll in, and, and the orcs are like, this is great. This is exactly what we need, guys. We were winning this before, and then these riders came, but we are good. Of course, this is not Pirates of the Caribbean, folks. It's Aragorn and the Army of the Dead. Uh, they pop out, and they start wrecking stuff. The Witch King, uh, let's see, takes Eowyn by the throat, and she says, you fool, no man can kill me. And of course, uh, Pippin... Uh, walks up and uh, and stabs it in the back, and I think burns his hand. Yeah, it seems like it really hurt him. Or is it Mary? Did I say uh, the wrong one? Mary. It's, it's Mary. It's Mary, not Pippin. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Mary uh, stabs in the back, and it seems like that time that Dumbledore uh, accidentally grabbed a Horcrux and it burned his hand and started yep. killing him. Yep. Um, but they never make mention to it again, so I guess he's fine. Uh, and then of course that is the distraction that Eowyn needs. She takes advantage of it, but before she kills the Witch King, she has. One of the best lines of this movie is she says, I am no man. And Takes then stabs off the him in the fucking face. One of the best lines? I fucking hate that line. I this was so what? corny to me. Maybe it was all so well all. set up, too. What? No. <laughs> Dumb. You Go watch Mulan God. if you want that shit. Mulan's better. Wow. It is well, a long moment, but I will say this. Um, okay. I, I thought it was weird. I'm like, so the Witch King. Is this all-powerful being that we're trying to set up as being more powerful than the most powerful wizard in the land? But a normal sword can just kill this guy. He's That's not more powerful than the. I mean that like that scene should have not been in there, and in the normal movie, that scene is not in there, right? We're. But I just I just sort of thought the writers were these extra-worldly ghost-like things that could not be killed by a normal sword, um, and I guess I'm wrong because apparently they're just dudes in masks. Anyway, uh, he literally implodes on himself, which is somehow scarier than so anything he's done up until this cool. point. Uh, the orc commander, of course, That's still awful. around, crawls after Eowyn, and he almost gets one over on her until Aragorn and the team come in and just hack him to fucking yeah. pieces. And I love this moment because I was like, oh, no, she's gonna, she's trying to pull her dad's sword out of its sheath, and she can't quite get to it. Uh-huh. And then Aragorn just takes his arm off, and Gimli comes up running up the rear and just fucking cuts the dude from soup to nuts. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's such an unceremonious death. Just death. And he's just he, whatever. Just throw to him be, away. He's trash. Yeah. To be fair, that orc commander was always just like, hey, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Truth be told, like <laughs> I mean, there's gum in the locks. I didn't want to be. Here, I guess they I'm needed like, to show him like actually have some sort of death on screen because he was. They played him up as a little mini boss, you know. Yeah. Uh, on the yeah. Uh, of course, Legolas. 
Rock. Legolas starts climbing an elephant and starts racking up kills like uh and I love this the competition's still on so he's like one two three he starts racking up kills like Snowbike Mike and Warzone um uh-huh. he wings he just wings around the beast's body a swing excuse me swings around the beast's body and cuts the main tie line to the massive saddle holding all the soldiers in place then for good measure as as they all fall down by the way bad they should maybe have a safety line on these guys as they all fall over to their death he just draws one back in his bow and puts one through the elephant three two dude computer. yeah it's like three two arrows just so fucking sick, man. That's what still makes it. Still counts as one. Yeah, see, and, and, and says it still counts as one. Yeah, he slides <laughs> off the trunk. He yeah. slides off the trunk in the coolest trunk, way possible. And he gives a little like straightening his suit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh Peter Jackson was talking about this. He was like, "Well, you know, in the two towers, uh, every the audience just loved the Legolas like going down the stairs on the shield. Like everybody loved so his rad. big hero moment. So they're like." We have to make something for this. We have to have him have sort of a standout cool moment. And this was that cool moment. And they brought in Orlando Bloom again for like reshoots or whatever. Orly. We brought in Orly for reshoots. And uh, and yeah, it's a great scene. Great scene. Now, Andy, I have a note in my script here to ask you a question. Do you think like what kind of dick friend? Could you even imagine having someone in your life that after you did something that cool just has to take it away from you. Just has to slide a little shitting line in there to take it away from you. Yeah. I can't even imagine having Me someone either, dude. that would do that. That would be terrible. Anyway, uh, we have a great, great scene here where Eowyn, uh, Eowyn, excuse me, goes to comfort her dying father, and he says, oh. "I know your face, Eowyn. Oh, My eyes darken." Um, and she says, "No, I'm going to save you." And he says, "You already did, Eowyn. My body." is broken you have to let me go i go to my father's in whose mighty company i shall now now excuse me i shall not now feel ashamed the line of uh i know your face to matt to mirror when he recognizes her after the curse has been lifted i just i just love the fact that he felt ashamed he felt ashamed and now has in his own eyes because of his daughter uh, or yeah, daughter, right? Niece, niece, niece. niece. <sighs> Sorry, niece. Because of her actions, and because they've all told him to to go be do the honorable thing, he now can go die Redemption. and not feel ashamed. I think it's that's such a cool line. Uh, and then with the battle over, the king of the, the king of the dead's like, "Yo, so pretty sure we won. Are we good?" Can, can I just talk uh, briefly? Like, I just think for Aowen. because Aowen, she's not a character in the books, right? Or is she? She is. I think she's in the books. I, I, you know what? I, I do recall them mentioning that, uh, that the, when making this movie, they had the struggle of the love interest to Aragorn. So people are saying yes, but not this much. Okay, gotcha. Oh, okay, okay, that's what it is. I, to me, like, I, I think I agree with Nick. There's like some stuff that could feel cheesy. Mulan, I love Mulan. Mulan's the way to go if you're going to do a story like this. Who doesn't? But, Eowyn, you know, she was trying to find her place in the world. She was trying to, to figure out how she could uh, add value. And, you know, when she says, I was trying to save you and or, I will save you. And he says, you already did. Like that packs a thousand, a thousand bricks behind it. That yeah. moment and and her feeling her own like sense of worth. Uh, so I, as she, I, I've never been a huge Eowyn fan, but I have to give that some credit. That character, I'm with you on that. Solid, I hate yeah. her. But she had some good moments. I also think these two actors were great. I think the, I think the scene oh, was yeah. great. I think, I think Miranda Otto and uh, I don't know the actor that plays Theoda, but they nailed the scene. It's really really good. Uh, of course, let's see. Uh, the, the King of the Dead's like, yo, uh, we good? 
And everyone except for Aragorn's like, no, we got way more shit to do. You guys have to stick with us. But Aragorn's like, we're good. I hold I mean, your oath fulfilled. Go be at peace. But like, maybe if you want to stick around for the next one, that'd be cool. And the guy's like, eh, I got some. I got. We gotta play some. We gotta play some. Later, See you later, bye. And then they all bounce out. And Gimli's like, what the literal fuck, dude? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> And Aragorn's like, I got to be honorable. And everyone's like, now? Now? Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. Get the eagles. Somebody get the eagles. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They Pippin finds Mary uh, under uh, Mary's tunic and Aomer. And he's like, oh, no, my friend's dead. And then Aomer finds Aowen's dead body, we assume, and then screams bloody murder. Like, oh, <laughs> she's dead. And then apparently Pippin's the only person that knows when someone's dead or not dead. That's his secret, right? I always interpret it as Aomir that he's more shocked that she, that she's out there. Yeah, there. That's what no I thought idea too. She was fighting out but there. But the shock would be fine. And <laughs> you go, oh my god, that's my sister or cousin or my lover. I don't know what the sister, fuck they are. Sister, together. sister. <laughs> Nineteen years, right? And he looks at her and he goes, oh no, she's dead. And then someone goes, no, 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 she's good, dude. She's good. Uh, <laughs> all she needs is a wet nap and a little time off. I feel like this scene is so poorly shot because. For a I minute, thought it was Theoden he was crying over. Well, I was no, like, oh, I mean, he's not a fucking a dead king. That makes sense. But no it looks like it. she's dead. And then it cuts to the next scene, and she's like laying in a stretcher. Looks like she's dead. And then yeah. it cuts to another. Well, and then I think yeah. she like moves a little, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess she's not dead. But, I don't like yeah. any of it. Yeah, it's this bad. is all added, and I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of any of this. The mm -hmm. the the oh god. So Aylmer had to have known that Eowyn was out there because they show that setup scene where Eowyn is talking to Mary, and or and they're preparing for this battle and they have that cool little moment of humanity. And Eowyn is like, she doesn't have her helmet on. They're just kind of there talking and waiting for this battle. So the people have to know she's there. Like, no, well, that's not in the lineup scene. She like hides her face. Yeah. It, it may have been that setup scene then, but I, I don't know. I just I, I don't love any of this. And and also the song that's playing, kinda cool. It's a Liv Tyler singing. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Nick, if you saw if you saw Andy's body out there lifeless, regardless of whether you knew if he was dead or not, how would you react? I would just think he had too much Ottawa juice and I was like, No, <laughs> no. He has he one No, he, okay, so so someone in the chat, I think Catechus Finch is like, he thought his sister was dead. How is that not a reasonable response? It is a reasonable response. But to the audience, the last time we saw her, she was fine. She was yeah. literally holding on to her dead father and having a perfectly normal Uncle. conversation with him. So it is a very, very, very jarring cut. Yeah. To yeah. see at first, I was like, "Oh, he found the king," and then I watched it again. I was like, "Oh no, he's holding Aowen's uh, yep. dead body." Yeah. But weird. then I was like, "But this last time we saw her, she was fine." That's why to me it came. It comes out of nowhere and should and absolutely should have been cut out. Yeah. Because when I was like, "Wait a minute," she, it was, it's too confu It's fucking confusing. So she got like infected by the by uh, black breath or some shit like that. And what? to the audience, we don't know that. We don't. We don't see that. That isn't really uh, depicted in the actual movie. Because when it, when I saw Aylmer crying over her, I rewound it. I was like, did they add a scene where she gets killed? Or, yeah. or something? like, I didn't know that. It, it is very odd. And, like, I kind of wish they, they had, like, Mary be like, oh, no, the black breath, you know, or something. But, like, <laughs> you know, but that's the context, thing. If, you did get, if that's the same thing that I'm assuming uh, almost killed Frodo in the first movie, no, they needed that was solution. Stabby, like stabby, we gotta go right? look for that gillyweed or whatever the fuck they had to find then then yeah like, so kebabs in chat saying making contact with a nazgul has a near-death effect similar to frodo yeah but frodo got stabbed nothing yeah. had, like she got 
hit with a shield and she was protected and we saw her talking when frodo got stabbed he was like out bro like and it got worse and worse and worse with with aylmer or with aylwin we didn't really see that big effect so anyway we're talking in circles we're just gonna keep on let's move on (laughs) it's true but i just remember that wood is organic and organic and is your arm as well so there it is there's the logic of Tolkien. Okay. Uh, it's organic and your arm is organic as well exactly can't beat that uh, science cap <laughs> yeah i mean that's, that's good science uh up in that tower uh what, tower of what is it osgoliath shelobe mm-hmm. what is it oh, annie yep. black Shilob. tower the, the dark Osgoliath. tower the dark tower series by stephen king frodo awakens <laughs> and the orcs his belongings and he immediately reaches for his ring and it's gone uh, the orcs fight over his mithril, and all hell breaks loose downstairs because apparently these orcs just are just want to fight, and I get it. No orcs uh, hate Urukai. It's always like the orc and Urukai sort of infighting. It's because yeah. the Urukai are just bigger. Yeah, they're taller. Uh, let's see. Some they start they start ballroom brawling, and then Sam, of course, uses this as an opportunity to sneak in. And this is a weird scene too because I think he sneaks in other dead bodies. Everywhere. Well, so yeah, this is another one of those weird cuts where it's like suddenly everyone that they just showed you, I guess, killed each other. Killed each right? other, or maybe they got sleepy. I don't know. But either way, he walks I, in. I didn't and feel then... like he was walking in quietly. I felt I very much felt like he was I just they were walking. Dead, yeah, yeah. I assume he was. I assume they were. But then there's they're not all dead because he comes across uh, four of them or three of them on the sure. staircase Those and the then tries to scare them by being a big shadow. And they're like, "Dude, we just killed fucking three hundred orcs. <laughs> You're not gonna scare us." And then he's like, "Screw it, I'll do this the old-fashioned way," and just unceremoniously just plows, just plows through. I them. loved it out of nowhere. He's just like, "Fuck this! I know how to kill people," and just yeah. Starts going. I mean, it's it's Good. the first time we've really seen him fight with a sword. Yeah, it's what uh, Peter it, Jackson. Was and he's got it's a fun moment, and I like that he uses his height like to duck underneath things and like, damn, I can't hit this thing. This thing's too small. Um, and of course, he kills them all. And then before one of the, and then upstairs, one of the orcs is like, uh, I'm gonna bleed you out like a stuck pig. And then Stan, uh, Sam stabs him to the chest, and he says, Not if I bleed you first. I'm like, that's some cool shit to say to someone. That's some cool now, shit. Sam, yeah. Full blooded the, killer. He went like, from being like, I just take care of the gardens and maybe or may not be a baby <laughs> tongue through windows. Like we just dropped that narrative, but that's the whole thing he made. To be clear, guys. Just to be clear. But now he's a stone cold killer. He can add that to his resume killer. as well. Um, of course, Frodo is forlorn. He says it's over. They took the ring, and then Sam goes, begging your party, uh, begging your pardon, excuse me, but I but they haven't. Uh, he's like, I thought you were lost, so I took it only for safekeeping. I and then- swallowed it. And then he goes, I swallowed it. We got to wait 24 hours. <laughs> 36, <maybe. laughs> they just start giving him some coffee and some diuretics. <laughs> Might have been smarter to boof it, Sam, because it has a little chain. Pull it right back out. He just had to add the worst yeah. fucking boof to this. The idea of him getting <laughs> captured by a goblin or a goblin and then being like, why is there a chain sticking out of your ass? <laughs> <Wait, what's- laughs> I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. God, that's the one. All right. Uh, uh, let's move on. Uh, so, of course, uh, Frodo wants it back, but Sam immediately gets transfixed by it. And Frodo's like, give it back to me. And he snatches it out of his hand. And he's like, sorry, Sam, the ring is my burden. It will destroy you. Uh, then, of course, they're like, we got to get we got to get in disguise. And they disguise themselves as orcs. Uh, and they climb over the hill to see Mordor. Uh, and then, of course, they spot the all-seeing eye of uh, Sauron. And I fucking, I think it's so cool how they do the animation of the spotlight where mm-hmm. it's not like a normal, like I'm on a rotation, like a mechanical computerized rotation. It's, it's just like, it's like looking. Yeah. It's yeah, so it's cool. Really cool. Sort of like, I also yeah. like the, 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 like 
the light that shoots out of it has like that it's a more yellow kind of light than than the natural light around it and it just all of it is like off-putting and when it hits him it's just like oh shit and he turns around just in time and i I really did somebody or i'm sure somebody's already made the meme of like andy's home in toy story because i really want frodo to fall down like he's one of the toys that's funny Uh, that's good clever andy you can get a lot of views on twitter for that i won't um (laughs) let's see so of course the 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 eye is of course surveying uh the massive massive army down below uh which is of course right in the way of them and the mountain that they have to climb they're like well this sucks uh back at gondor gandalf tells the team that sauron is regrouping he's like look man not time to celebrate yet Ten thousand orcs now stand between frodo and the mountain man a man really should have kept that army of the dead is what aragorn's probably kicking himself <laughs> <laughs> really should have kept that man they cleared that thing out like uh like water over just some rocks it was just done yeah uh, Sauron, just like water over some rocks <laughs> you know what's funny is I, had, I was trying to think of an analogy for how they clear you out didn't find it didn't find it okay. <laughs> elise i reached for it just nick, out of, nick, just it's, out nick it's all good whenever i was in my la- i was doing my last of us two playthrough and whenever i was scared the analogy i kept saying was like I'm so fucking scared right now. My heart is in my chest. And the chat was like, where else would it be? And I was yeah. like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> so my, so now it's just become a thing that my heart's in my chest, man. My there throat? It is. Your, your heart's, heart's in your throat? Right. Is that what it is? Probably, yeah. It's probably. like termites my over mahogany. My chest is what the thing would be. Yes, termites, that's fine. That works too. What did you say, Elise? Say it one more time. Like termites over mahogany. Because I know a man like yourself would have only have a rich wood like mahogany in his Oh, home. sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm uh, definitely <laughs> true. I think a lot of this stuff, while it looks like cheap particle board that was built in nineteen like twenties, definitely mahogany. A little cedar mixed in, also. Just it's actually <laughs> probably really nice wood. It's an old house. Uh, yeah. It is true. They use those. They use the, the actual big two by fours. I digress. Uh, Sauron will suspect a trap. He's like, uh, he basically, uh, he was like, listen, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go, we're gonna ride over the gate and try to bait him out so we can get this army out to us. And Gandalf's like, Sauron will suspect a trap. Uh, he's not gonna take that bait. And then Aragorn literally is like, oh, I think he will. And Gandalf's like, no, he won't. And Aragorn's like, oh, I think he will. And then he takes the, he goes over and he takes the Palantir and he's like, yo, it's me. Uh, and we've been Look playing back and man. I've been trying, you've been trying to get me and I've been eluding you, but I'm coming to you right now. And Sauron's like. What? Okay. I, I showed you. I showed you my sword. Please show me yours. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're uh, doing like a little video chat. I, I. This is one of those added scenes that I kind of that I liked because I. Yeah. I. I it, it's. It was cool, sort of seeing that back and forth. I don't know why he didn't get super infected with it like he did when he held it earlier in two towers, but well, I. I thought it was accepted it. I, I thought. I thought this was a cool added scene. It was fun, and also obviously they're they're baiting each other uh, because one of the visuals that Sauron chooses to show him is Arwen, and it's yeah. like, dude, fucking <laughs> low, bro, oh, bro. Low, now I'm pissed. Now I'm pissed. Let's go. Uh, later that day, Aragorn rides out with the army while Eowyn and Faramir just watch. And to me, I'd be like, you guys look pretty healthy. And again, just a reminder, we don't have the army of the dead anymore. And there's like a thousand of us and ten thousand of them. So pretty much we need every able-bodied person. But you know what? You guys have earned a break. Why don't you hang out there and maybe make out a little bit while we go do the fucking Yeah, but like if they lose, Rohan and Gondor need king and queens, you know what I mean? If they lose, Rohan and Gondor will have two people left. The two of them. Everyone else is dead. (laughs) No, it's got a lot of normies. It just doesn't have warriors. There's like three kids, and they're like, oh, man, I don't want to fight. Anyway, uh, let's see. Frodo and Sam spot the army moving off, and he goes, oh, some luck at last. Uh, a nearby platoon, of course, of troops approaches, and Sam and Frodo are like, we're out of options. I think here's what's our best play here. Sit in the mud. 
let's just sit down. Uh, of course, as they do, they decide to hide in plain sight. One of the orc commanders walks up and, and is like, what the hell are you guys doing? Fall in line. He starts whipping them a little bit. He's like, get back in line. And they're like, oh, okay, well, this worked out. So they decide to march with them. Uh, let's see, Frodo, of course, as they uh, they all come to ranks, uh, they try to, uh, one of the other commanders calls for them to all take, like, take stock of who's there. Uh, and Frodo starts to collapse under the weight of the ring. Uh, so he gets a bright idea. He's like, Sam, you have to fight me. Like, punch me. Let's start a kerfuffle because we know that the one thing orcs love is just beating the shit out of each other at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. And it so. absolutely works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the kerfuffle, they escape and they head toward Mount Doom. Now, this was all added to, right? This was uh, added that, to the extended? That I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it was. I don't, I don't I remember it, seeing this. Um, I it was I, fun. And it was I, stressful. I feel, I feel like it, it was added just to... I feel like a lot of the scenes that are added are the directors and writers trying to over explain and say like hey audience in case you had questions about this Mm -hmm. part here's why this happened and i don't necessarily always love it and i feel like this was a scene that they had to kind of that they're showing like hey this is how they got to the next part just in case you guys were wondering i know you guys are trying to you know i know you you keyboard warriors are out there in forums being like well why didn't frodo and sam do this it's like well we added this scene for y'all and i don't think it always works i think it's sometimes i think sometimes it's best if you just don't show how they get to the next part of the movie. Sure. Well, I mean, obviously, like the 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 answer is that the army moved off. And and they could have, I think in the original theatrical cut, they just maybe edited it and they're like, cool, they're gone. We can just walk now. That's great. We don't have to be overly clever with this stuff. But uh Sam, of course, uh, they meet they start walking toward the mountain in there, and and Frodo's like, dude, this thing is just too heavy. And Sam's like, Well, we are wearing armor, so why don't we shed everything we're wearing and we'll just we don't need any of that stuff from here on out? Uh, and then they immediately get really cold. And someone's like, "Shit, we should have kept at least one piece of that armor." Because I another am- I bizarre. Think, cut. I don't think I don't think armor makes you warm though. That's covered. metal usually gets cold, guys. You're right, and then Kevin, you're, you're wearing right. cold metal. Not if you keep your heart in your chest, though. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you, Nick. Where it was just a weird thing of like we see them throw all the shit, and then immediately it cuts, and they're just like they're another just like, oh, ad- yeah, another fuck, added yeah. But like, uh, I, what I got from this is something that they drive home a bazillion times in this movie is that like they're planning to die. Like they think they're like, they give yeah. up their thing that lets them make food, like with the yeah. pots and pans and shit. There's also a moment where he's like, I think, I think it's later, but I forgot to write it in here, but he was like, he gives him the last of the water and he's like, yeah. And then Frodo had, they have a, a switch where Frodo's like, we have to save some for the way home. Just try to giving Sam a little hope. And Sam's finally like, we both know. We're really this There's no return journey. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, Frodo tries to give him hope after Sam offers him the water. He's like, I have a little left. And then Frodo just completely misses his mouth and gets yeah, that water everywhere. That yeah. so you much. have a little water left, Frodo. I think Come about that every time. I see those like <laughs> there's at least like seven or eight really plentiful, bountiful drops of water that fall out. And it's like Frodo, come on, bro, you can't be missing right now, dog. Elise, are you familiar with the movie The Three Amigos? Gattaca. Yes, I am familiar with Three Amigos. Do you remember the scene oh, yeah, where they're all good. dying in the desert and they like one doesn't have water and the other Chevy one pours Chase it out. Chase has a fucking ton. Yep. And then yeah, there's like and he's just got so much water, he's like pouring it all over himself and has like lip balm. He rinses <laughs> his yeah. mouth out and spits it out, and it's like, oh come on. <laughs> Three Amigos uh, has one of my favorite jokes, which is uh I don't remember her name, but she's with Chevy Chase and she says, Come kiss me on the ver- veranda, and he says like I could just kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good movie. Oh, God. Uh, Watch that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sam's Gatt- pop- uh, what's that? There are parallels to Gattaca here, wherein Ethan Hawke oh, yeah. swims against his brother and doesn't save anything oh, for spoilers, the swim back. Dude. Oh, I love that. 
He's like, watch Gattaca. Are you guys doing Gattaca in review? Didn't watch Gattaca. Oh, sure. <laughs> we're we're going to do Ethan Hawke in review, but it's going to be a lot of like reality bites and really oh, small okay. indies that nobody ever yeah. watches. Um, I'm joking about that. Don't be like, oh, reality bites in review. There's only one movie. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, they spot some light. Where are we at? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, they're they're not they don't oh, have anything the for the return journey. Right, 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 sorry, here we go. Uh, Sam spots a little light in the sky. He says, it's the evening stars, and he says uh, a beauty that no shadow can touch, and it offers them a little bit of hope because uh, it, you know in this land, of course, everything looks like it's it's shrouded in shadow. But they spot this one little bit, like he's not all that powerful. We can't beat him. Uh, the mouth of Sarah. Uh, this is a cool scene. Okay, so uh, they approach the black gate, uh, and they get there, and then nothing happens. Uh, <laughs> Just in time, of, por- of course, for the eye to spot Frodo. And this is like a weird cut, too. I wish they hadn't done this. But, like, the eye sees him, right? And it's like, yeah. oh, a hobbit in the land. That must be the one with the ring. But then Aragorn's like, well, nothing's happening, so let's approach the gate. And then the eye's like, oh, I guess I'll just turn my attention back toward what's happening over here. Because that's, again, to Nick's point earlier, about an hour ago, not nearly as important as this thing destroying my ring of power. But I'll turn it back over here. No, um, I don't think he fully... Nick, it's like in The Last of Us, when the, when the, the stealth meter's like... Like, it hadn't fully hit, but it's kind of uh, like, you're getting noticed, bro. You yeah, better yeah. do something about this. He, Drop I down, think... prone, get in the fucking water, and then cut one of these whistlers in the damn throat, dude. Stop him from whistling. <laughs> cut um, the tongue off. Fun fact, I actually turned the difficulty level toward the end of The Last of Us because I was playing for so long. I turned it down to super, super easy. And that sound effect lasts so long. Yeah. (laughs) You have five minutes to hide (laughs) when you're spotted. They get real dumb when you turn the difficulty level down to super easy. Anyway, uh, let's see. Aragorn's army, uh, they they ride up to the Black Gate. And this was a scene that I had no idea was in here. Uh, The mouth of Sauron comes out to greet them. And he says, I have, I have a token I was bid to show thee uh, by my master. And he shows him the armor. And he's like, your boy is dead. Your boy is dead. He was uh, uh, in uh, Mad Max. He's uh, he's one of the character actors the in guitar? Mad in... The guitar guy? Is he the guitar guy? Yeah, the do no. or whatever? No, no, <laughs> not the most recent Mad Max movie. Oh, one of the original. Oh, uh, yeah, one of the original Mad Max movies. Yeah, um, he was in that movie. I'm sure. Ch- oh, the helicopter pilot is what Kebabs is saying. Oh, shit. That's um, awesome. And uh, and yeah, that the they did the mouth or whatever. They're like, you know, like I love the way it looks, but let's just enlarge his mouth by fifty percent and paste good. it back on there. And so that's why the whole time I'm watching, I was like, so is creepy. this CG? What is like really? Well I done. can't like I don't know if this is all just computer animated mouth and lips and like motion capture or whatever. But no, it's just it's an actual mouth with makeup and fucked up teeth and all that shit. But. They just like enlarged it, and it looks I love so it. fucking it's awesome. Really cool. It looks so great. I also again love that it builds into the lore of Sauron, where he doesn't have a physical form, so he has all these other things just out there. And of course, because he doesn't have a mouth, he has to have someone go and speak for him. Yeah, just, it's all mouth. It's so cool. Uh, the the but, cuts on the lips. Yeah. Oh, it's, it yeah. was so gross. It was so cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Aragorn, of course, gets still, pissed by this and just lops his head off. Fucking and then rude. Gimli, you don't do that. That's then, not how that works. You know what I mean? And then Gimli has a great lie where he goes, well, I guess that concludes the negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> guess we're not talking this one out. Uh, the gates open, uh, of course, revealing the full breadth of Sauron's troops. Uh, Aragorn and the team fall back to await the battle. Uh, and this whole kerfuffle draws the eye away from Frodo. Uh, Sam gets him to his feet and they continue to climb. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah, OK. So this is where we get another great hype speech where Aragorn turns to his people and says, a day may come. When the courage of men fails, 
when we forsake our friends and break all the bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. But it is this not this day. day. We fight. Oh, my God. Ooh. Frodo, of course, uh, as this is happening, Frodo and Sam coll- both collapse. This time they're both like, oh, man, this is we're, we're pretty much done. Uh, Frodo spots the top of the mountain. He tries one more time to, to muster all of his energy and climb again, uh, but again passes back out. Uh, the armies of men, back on the armies of men, are heavily outnumbered. And the, as the troops, I, I love this visual, the troops just start to surround them. They're like, we don't don't give him anywhere to go. Let's just surround him and then just come at him on all sides. Uh, Legolas and Gimli have a good moment where Gimli says, I never thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. And then Legolas looks at him and says, what about fighting side by side with a friend? And he says, I, yeah, I can do that. All of this is just like, it's too much in the best way. King of Gondor is wearing the the crest, the white tree of Gondor on on his armor. Uh, and then back over on the mountain, Sam uh, scoops up Frodo and tells him to remember that she's like, he's yes, trying to get him to get up. He says, remember the Shire, uh, but Frodo is, is too far gone. He says, there's nothing, no veil between me and the wheel of fire. I can see him with my waking eyes. And then he says, uh, okay. And then he says, let us be rid of it once and for all. Come on, Mr. Frodo. I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. Yes, MVP right fucking there. MVP, he can have it. He's the winner. And at first, I look at this and I'm like, Sam is MVP. And then they cut to how far he has to go, and I'm like, no fucking way, no way he's carrying that thing that way. There's no way, dude. That's gonna hurt your back so much. Did it ever? Did it? But I cried so much yesterday, dude. Like, I, know, it's a good <laughs> I, I forgot twice that I cried so much. <laughs> That's good. Uh, of course, he Sam's he fireman carries Frodo, uh, throws him over his shoulder, and starts making his way up the mountain. Uh, and then we have a great and another just super hype moment. Probably the I, I would say equal to this moment where Air, the, the gates open. And we see, by the way, in the background, the Eye of Sauron like looking at him, and Aragorn walks out front and he spots it, and we hear Sauron audibly growl at him. And then starts whispering in that in like the 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 Sauron language, uh, and he whispers Elisar, which I looked up, and apparently it has two meanings. But I am assuming he means uh, Aragorn's new king name when he becomes king, which he already uh, essentially I think has. His elven name yeah. is that his elven name? Uh, so that happens. Sounds elven. Makes yeah, sense. it does sound elven. Uh, and of course, Aragorn looks at him, walks a couple steps, and then turns around and looks at his friends one final time and says, "For Frodo." For fucking and then no horse, no dog, just starts running at the enemy in front of him, and nobody skips a beat behind him. They just start running too. They're like, my heart heart is in my chest. We are in. Two hobbits running out front is my favorite part. Yeah, so good. Them running and then getting overtaken is so good. And and I love this movie. It had the balls to just be like, fuck it. We're playing the theme. Over and over and over. over. Oh, we're going to add a choir. Oh, we're just going to keep going. It's going to loop. It's going to keep going. So many movies are afraid. They're, they're just afraid. They're like, we don't want to overdo this. They fucking get it. Fuck that. These moments deserve epic themes, epic scores, and just go boss the wall. And they did it here. And it worked so well. B to the W, Tim. Bs to the W. B's Finally, to the Ws. Sam reaches the entrance of Mount Doom, and I want to give a shout out. Of course, I want to give a shout out to all of the art direction behind all of the border so cool stuff. Looking. It looks so fucking cool, but yeah. specifically the entrance way, where I'm like, that cost a few mil. You know what I mean? I'm like, somebody was like, we got to make this, we spruce this thing up a little bit because people are going to come visit and they're going to think What's we're cheap. Let's make this. Entryway in my garden. It looks like that. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is uh, what doors look like in uh, New Zealand. Uh, yeah. they're, they're big and they have a lot of uh, ornamental. 
Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, of course, he goes in. He's like, man, we're almost there. We sees the big platform into the thing. And I'm like, who built this? Is this Was this specifically built to destroy the ring? Because it doesn't look like a place where you'd make the ring. doesn't matter. We're on Easy Street now, he says, Mr. Frodo. I carried you this far. My back hurts. It doesn't matter. Easy Street. Nothing can. Nothing's going to stop us now, Tim. Enter Gollum. Damn it. We forgot about I was this. wondering where he was at. He's here, Should've man. Known. He pounces on them. He starts strangling Frodo. Uh, Sam, Sam bounces a rock off his head and, they, and then tackles the whole shit to the ground. As they scuffle, of course, Frodo makes his way toward the doorway uh, to the mountain. Sorry, I guess they have, they're not quite in there yet. Uh, out at the battle, the Nazgul riders approach. Luckily, the Eagles decided to get off their feathery asses and join the fight. Uh, they start tearing shit up and, and scuffling it up with them. Uh, Sam runs into the mouth of the mountain and finds Frodo standing there on the landing strip. Uh, at the precipice of the giant lava below. Uh, he yells for Frodo to destroy the ring. He's like, Frodo, what are you waiting for, man? This is it. Just let it go. And of course, Elise, he cannot because the ring has taken full hold of him. I, I understand. I mean... Elise, no. No, no. Elise, no. Don't let this far. I've got this ring again. Like, I just have it. It's just a fun thing I have. It doesn't have any will over me. Oh, she's going... <laughs> Oh no! Anyway, oh no, Elise, destroy it! Destroy it! <laughs> no, 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 I, I can't think of Benson. I thought Benson was back there. And I was like, no, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Benson. Uh, I have one quick question. Sure. On their way up the hill, we see a lot of like little spurts of lava coming out of the side of the hill. Mm -hmm. Could they not have just dropped it on one of those? Nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same lava. I would have, Kevin, I would have at least tested it, but like we can right? save ourselves. Yeah, touch it over. yeah I, I don't I don't think so. I assume okay. the fire is hotter where at the source. Bullshit. Lava's hot. Lava is lava all is hot. Ma magma, hot. whatever it is. I can't remember which one's which. Magma. Dude, how uh, stoked! How stoked were Frodo and Sam when they're like, "Fuck, the, the, we gotta get at the top of this volcano." Oh, there's a door! Thank God, there's a door. <laughs> they thought they had to go all the way up. Nah, 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 nah. You're, you're good, yeah. Kevin. I think one flows and one doesn't. I think lava flows and magma doesn't. No, Does one is right? inside the volcano, one's outside of the That's volcano. Outside. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that. Uh, so let's see. He turns back, of course, and locks eyes with Sam and says, "The ring is mine." And Sam's like, "Damn it!" God, and then he puts what a scene. Uh, he rips the chain off and then he places the ring on his finger and disappears. This is a great moment because Sam's like, "Fuck, mm -hmm. he's gone." And then Sauron uh, just and, and Sauron everybody sees it and like, "Fuck." Oh, no. And the Nazgul yeah. are all like, oh, shit, we should have we should have tried to be looking for this guy the whole time. But shout out to Sean Astin's acting. Like, this, the reaction he has of like, oh, yeah. no, we came devastation. Like, I can't. Uh, damn it. Like, it's I let I fucked up. It's so damn good, man. Dude, it's, uh, it's so good because going back to what I was saying, that the human stuff and all that, I never felt like there was any actual danger. Whereas that is in complete juxtaposition to uh, what's going on in the volcano, because having Sam uh frodo the ring and uh Gollum all kind of just fighting and like this entire scene from here on out it's just like i didn't know what was going on like i didn't know is someone gonna die is someone gonna fall in is like what's going on when frodo like puts the ring on is sam gonna have to push sam, uh, frodo in like i loved that i had no idea how it was gonna go and they they really just choreographed it all to like play with my emotions 
and it worked out so well because, of course, Gollum comes in, knocks Sam out, and then he looks on the ground and he sees Frodo's footsteps and then times it perfectly, jumping on his back. Uh, they start tussling, and Gollum eventually finds uh, the, the invisible hand of Frodo and bites his finger mm. off to get the ring. And when he does, I love this visual effect because the second the ring separates from Frodo's body, he comes back, he, he uh, turns back visible, um, and then... Uh, yeah, Peter, J- Peter Jackson mentioned, like, yeah, this is the only time that we have, like, crazy gore like this, but I felt yeah. like, what's the point of holding back now? Andy, for yeah. God's sakes, you have to do it with a better accent. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, I also a really, really cool fact that I want to go back to. The battle scene, when, when, they, uh, when they first sort of go to the, the gates of Mordor, uh, Mordor, and they see, they meet the mouth of Sauron, and then eventually the door opens. That whole place... Um, really cool kind of like interesting tidbit is that that used to be an ammunition uh test um sort of area that the that that they're always like uh and and so there were a lot of explosive devices everywhere all across that field and peter jackson was like we have to use this place this is the only place of just super flat desert looking uh environment and we need this and the military was like no you can't are you kidding me (laughs) and then uh, and then the the government stepped in and was like, "You guys have to help them. <laughs> like, we you, need you this need to help to happen. Out, you need to help out the Lord of the Rings guys." So they had bomb sweepers go in and clear out as many explosive oh devices God. as possible. And so they didn't really know. I think they were actually told, "If you wander too far off and you lose a limb, we are not responsible." <laughs> and so, like, they, like they, they were like really freaky of like, "Man, we can't." have these horses ride too far off course because we don't know what the hell is out here so that's kind of this tidbit i forgot to mention now tim i'm gonna mm-hmm. get this wrong but i you you know everything about viral videos from basically 1995 on right sure what's the video isn't there a video of a kid getting a nintendo and then completely losing his shit nintendo 64 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. The one. that's what Gollum looks like here when he's got yeah. the ring he's I get like, it, i'm so happy so happy so happy, he jumps for joy, and of course, completely neglects to to, to notice Frodo creeping up on him um, out of the battle. The armies of men have been overrun uh, back, and, and everyone's everything's going back. Everyone's like, "We're dead. This is we're overrun. We are totally dead. Nothing can save us now." Of course, uh, back into the cave, Frodo and Gollum grapple, and uh, and their fight pushes them over the edge of the rock uh, overhang. Gollum falls. Uh, to his death, gripping the ring as he does. He hits the fire below, uh, and the last thing we see, of course, is him holding out the ring as his face melts, and then his hand, and then the ring starts slowly melting into the lava. Important, fun, cool little part here, of course, as it does so. Uh, it cuts back to Sam, and he reaches out, and he grabs Frodo. He says, don't let go, and as he pulls him up, we cut back to the ring, and we see for one second the writing on the inside of it light mm-hmm. up as it then uh, melts into the lava and disappears forever. Yeah, fun uh, fact about lava is that it's very, very dense. So you uh, actually wouldn't sink in it. So you would you just, just your float ass would on just top burn. As, and burn. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with his power broken, the Eye of Sauron uh, screams and crumbles. And then one lone troll realizes what went on and just pieces the fuck out. <laughs> Did you guys catch this? Yeah. One troll looks back, goes, oh shit, oh, and then just starts running. Yeah. Uh, this and bitch is about to sink. Everyone get the fuck yeah. out. And I like to think that's the one troll that's alive today and was like, dude, it was crazy, bro. We almost had him. We almost had him. Let's have a beer. Had him in the uh, first half. 
What's that? As, as the <laughs> eye crumbles, of course, down. it sends out a wave of energy that's that it creates a giant sinkhole, sinking all of Mordor and uh, all the orcs and the bad army with it. Uh, the Fellowship watches as the fires from Mount Doom purge the land and start spitting all over the place. Of course, we catch back up with Frodo and Sam as they are held up on a rock uh, as the magma. Is that what we're calling it outside of the thing? Floats around, floats around them. Um, we just said lava. Uh, someone in the chat said the magma is when it's outside, but I don't believe that because I always called it lava. And I don't, I don't like believe it. that. Uh, the Fellowship the watches. Oh, sorry. The hot rocks, the hot fire. Uh, oh, that's Florida. true. Interesting, uh, interesting tidbit from Catechus Finch. I, I forgot that they mentioned that that the when Aragorn is fighting the big troll, it's originally supposed to be fa- Sauron fighting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Aragorn, but they decided to not use that because it just didn't really make sense. It I guess or whatever. Sense. Yeah, say. I think at that point, didn't they feel like it was just be confusing to people? Yeah, so they digitally altered it to be. It was supposed to be like the personification, yeah. actual body of. Sauron, hmm. but they just change it to a troll because they're like, yeah, Wait, was this it is... like that in the books? I don't know. I don't recall. Because um, I feel like that's totally the opposite of what we are, like, are led to understand with like, it, his whole journey is to get the ring back so that he can reform his body, right? Uh, that's the whole point, yeah. I think that's yeah, they, it's, it's not in the eventually. books. And it's, it's not in the books, apparently. Yeah, that right. makes sense. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, let's see. Uh, back on the rock, of course, Frodo has a great line where he says, "I can, I can see the Shire again. I can see Brandywine River, Bag End, all that stuff." And then Sam says he can see Rose with a ribbon in her hair. And he says, "If I ever was to marry someone, it would have been her." And uh, Frodo says, "I'm glad to be with you, Samwise Gamgee, here at the end of all things." Um, but it ain't over. This ain't, ain't the over, end. Baby. As it turns off, mm. off in the distance, Gandalf and a squadron of eagles fly in. Uh, they scoop up Fran, Sam and Frodo and carry them to safety. And uh, man, it's it. I, I, despite all the shit I give these eagles, the way that this is shot is and the sound of that the the, the, the music playing behind them, that like haunting choral sound of just like one person singing as you see them slow motion flying into the background is so well, well done. It, it, it was also a. It was inspired by a painting that Peter Jackson was like, hmm. "Yeah, I saw this painting, and I see the, <laughs> and I see that it should be a great shot to have in the having the final film." He was hanging in my garden. He was hanging out in my garden. Everything's in his garden. One thing the internet always likes to point out about the eagles is that Gandalf sent three eagles, one presumably for Gollum. With the idea oh. that too. I don't know how accurate that well, is in terms of that's really cool. Not that's very cool. accurate because the eagles have two hands apiece. Two hands apiece. So well, that's <laughs> a lot of hands. One in case they need it. You think that they're sh- they're splitting them? It <laughs> <laughs> just it cuts, it cuts, and all three of them are holding them like one and one, like that, like that, like, like it's a chain. And Gandalf's like, "This seems dangerous. How about just one, one, one eagle hold another? That way, if you get pulled apart, you don't separate these people at the waist." Like, look, we um, weren't supposed to be here, Gandalf. All right, you asked, yeah. like, <laughs> bro, we're doing you a favor, bro. I like the moth chill. always comes right before the eagles does. You the know? moth is the That's herald nice of the eagle. The Silver cool. Surfer is the Herald of Galactus. That's right. Uh, everything fades to white, and Frodo wakes up back in Rivendell, and he goes and he looks and he locks eyes with his old dear friend, and then he says Gandalf, and it's the weirdest delivery of Gandalf in this entire movie. Gandalf. And this whole scene is super <laughs> weird for me because it's all done like quasi slow motion, and everyone just slowly walks in, and it's, it's like a weird laughter know. too. Yeah. So so they asked us. Uh, so, <laughs> So they asked, uh, they asked Ian McKellen, what would, what do you think Gandalf would do here? And he said, I think Gandalf would laugh. 
and Peter Jackson was like, "Fine, go ahead. Yeah, right. We'll just go ahead and laugh or whatever." So <laughs> giggling. I, so I I think that um, this scene is like sixty percent good, um, and then it becomes a hundred percent good when Sam walks in and the music cue hits and Sam and Frodo lock eyes and I fucking start. I'm like sitting on this bed, not teary eyed. I'm bawling. Like I break down. And I'm like, this is what it was all worth. And mm-hmm. seeing that it's the music cue really without the music cue, I don't know if it would hit, but oh, it's so good, dude. It's that, so incredible. That moment of this scene is great. Everything building up to that feels like a comedy where you're seeing it from the patient's perspective and it cuts to everyone else's perspective and it just turns out the patient is super high on morphine. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, he's gone, man. We do not know. Everyone's reactions make sense because I can't imagine what Gandalf and Aragorn would be doing otherwise. Like I, I totally get Pippin and Mary running on the bed, and they're yeah, I love they're that roughhousing, and they're just so ha- overwhelmingly happy. They're like, bro, what? this is crazy. I think, <laughs> like, I think about it, and I'm like, if Gandalf wasn't just so joyful, what would he be doing? Like, I don't picture him embracing Frodo. I don't know what he would do. I also just love that sitting by that his bed, holding his hand would have been fine. Them laughing like they're high out of their mind <laughs> was just Maybe they iconic. Are. Yeah, I they, they very well could be high I love that Frodo didn't like. It, it seems like he just didn't remember Legolas's name. <laughs> he didn't call out to Legolas. Like he's like, he's like Aragorn, and then Gimli, and then like uh, uh, Legolas is like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, of course, the scene fades, and we cut over to the coronation of the king, where Gandalf has been tasked with putting uh, Aragorn's crown on him over on uh, at Minas Tirith, uh, and Aragorn gives a very lovely speech that culminates with now. Come the days of the king, may they be blessed. Uh, or sorry, that's what Gar- uh, Gandalf says. And then Gar- Aragorn says, "Let us together rebuild this world that we may share in the days of peace." Uh, and he turns around and walks, and then he just, for no reason, is like, "I'm so overwhelmed with emotions, Elise, that I'm now going to start singing to everyone." And the How editor realized this was so awkward that he immediately cut away from it. He was like, well, "We can't. This is bad." It's a little bit crash test dummies, like. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, why, why did your voice, your voice you cut out a little bit there? Voice you can, you can you sing that louder, please, for me? Oh, no. This was um, Viggo Mortensen's idea because it, it was a part, it, it was a line in the book. Don't let these people have ideas. And it, and it wasn't it. sung. Yeah, it wasn't even sung. It was just spoken. Great. And I, I didn't think it was bad. I, no, I don't think it was bad. He looked dope as fuck though getting that crown the armor that he has at the end i'm just like holy he leveled crap. up him. you he leveled up, up. That's and, and that's the thing that i've appreciated about these movies from the get is they continually just act like video games you get your your next armor upgrade and all this shit and this is just like oh fuck you got the legendary weapons now mm-hmm. nick scarpino from kind of funny has anyone done yoga other than me at least have you done yoga yeah i used to do it all the time do you did you ever have where you go you go to a yoga class and you're you just assume it's going to be the instructor you really really like and you love the flow and you you like his or her approach to everything and you walk in and it's a guest instructor and you go oh no because you know that there's a 50 percent chance they're going to make you sing at the beginning of class Um, that's what this moment is for me nobody wants to fucking chant the thing nobody wants to sing just get to the vinyasa flow I've never sung. I don't know. I do, I did have one person that would show up and then would do the sound bath at oh, the end. Cool. And cool. oh no, I'm so sensitive to sound that you know she'd be doing it and I'd just be like, 
vibrating. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I can't, I can't. But yeah, I also, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't say namaste at the end because I feel weird. I don't mind saying namaste. It's just when the instructor's like, okay, everyone, now repeat after me. And they go, anyway, that one went off the rails, guys. Sorry. Kendrick Lamar came out and I was like, that song is fucking dope. We're in the most beautiful part in the moment of the movie. That's true. Okay, so as he starts walking through the ranks, as we hear the music, behind him as it's singing behind him everyone i love this starts bowing as he walks forward uh he puts his he walks over to legolas puts his hand on his shoulder and legolas does the same in return and he speaks a little to him in elvish and you have to imagine he's like we we fucking did it that was crazy bro yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hey man times are crazy right now, man. Bro, it was dope you see me fucking ride down that trunk bro he's like yeah bro, I saw <laughs> uh let's see uh then of course after that he notices uh elrond and right behind him right being being uh obscured by a flag as it moves out of the way he finally sees arwen uh and important to note here she's not glowing so that was a mm-hmm. and he kind of looks at her and he has that moment of recognition of almost sorrow uh but then followed very closely by happiness and they embrace and they kiss uh it's very 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 i funny. didn't like any of this they use a it was lot so of fucking weird i just wish that art like it's so weird to me because i like this scene i like them together but it's weird that Ar- Arwen was like this badass and then just does nothing from the Fellowship on. I just always thought it was weird. It's it's so weird. It's like, very fucking weird. Get uh, rid of I Arwen. I disagree. Entirely. You're crazy. Like she was a better You're writer crazy. than him. She could fuck orcs up. Like, and then all of a sudden she just decides to take herself out. I don't know. It was very weird. Anyway. Well, so chat corrected earlier because like I, I could never remember who was injected more in the movie, whether it was Arwen or Eowyn. And they're saying that, that Arwen had a smaller part in the books and they added more in for the movies because they wanted a greater female presence. Is I believe what happened. Well, it was a mistake. So, you shouldn't do that in the beginning and then not follow it up in the next. Yeah, two. but I I wonder if they were like, oh well, we've got Aowen in the second movie, That's so we don't like. Yeah, we don't need to do this, and which is kind of shitty. But uh, of course, then we get the next probably. I mean, I love this next moment. Right, he walks over to the hobbits. The best moment. And the Dude. hobbits bow to him, but he stops them. And he goes, "My friends, you bow." bow to Tears. No one. No Tears one. every time. Legit, this is this is the only moment in the Lord of the Rings, the the franchise that it got me, where I was tearing up from hype, where I'm like, oh my god, this could not be more perfect. It was so earned, and I could not believe I cared yeah. this much about these fucking hobbits. If you told me six weeks ago when we first started this that something would happen that makes me tear up about freaking Merry and Pippin, <laughs> I wouldn't believe you. But here we god are. Damn, dude, it's just it's only- perfect. I don't think like mm-hmm. anything could have been done or changed to make this a better sequence of events of totally uh, of them bowing and, and them being hobbits and they're humble and they're like oh our king you know and the and Aragorn being like dude you all are you kidding me look at you guys give it up for these guys you know like and then like just and and their looks and and I and I love um they're so taken aback they're so this was so unexpected to them yeah. that they would be received this way. Uh, um, but uh, but uh, Elise, you mentioned um, I know you've talked before about Lindsay Ellis and her her reviews on YouTube, right? Yeah, uh, that's her name, right? Lindsay Ellis, I think. Um, so she she does a great job of pointing out how a lot of the end of the movie, you you see a lot of the other hobbits really really happy, and Frodo so seldomly smiles because he knows he can't that go back. he's he he's fucked like he. Mm-hmm. 
he's forever sick and he won't ever. So th- this scene, like everybody's kind of smiling, like, holy shit. And Frodo still has this look on his face of like, this is awesome, but My this isn't going to fix this, dude. Like, <laughs> now, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I actually have a theory on that. Okay, because obviously he says you bow to no one and then he bows and everyone else in the entire kingdom bows to the hobbits that saved the world. Uh, there's Frodo and there's Sam. And then for for some reason, Mary and Pippin think they have a fucking reason to not be bowing too. And I think that the the look on Frodo's face was him looking at Sam and being like, can you fucking believe these guys? The balls on these guys? Like, you carried me up a mountain, bro. I lost a finger, bro. We had to kill Gollum together. This dude rode on a horse with someone. Mary and the other guy just ran a lot. Mary <laughs> stabbed the fucking witch king. What are you talking about? Bro, he put a little dagger on his one, witch, The witch king would have been like, would have totally lived past that. Everyone was one to stab him in the face. These guys did. All I'm saying is this, Tim. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to hitch my horse. To, to, to someone who, who's really, really popular, yeah. and it's great. And mm-hmm. But I, at no point, don't you think I don't know I'm living on easy street here? Okay, don't you think that if yeah, people we, were bowing, I would have the balls to stand up and be like, yep, I did great, it. That's a great <laughs> point by Jay Window. I would. For a man of Numenor to achieve and do what they did would have been an extraordinary feat. But for these small hobbits from the Shire, these unworldly yeah. creatures, these... And, these these small Again, it's not that I'm saying the hobbits don't deserve it. I'm saying let's make let's discern, let's give credit. We don't where have credit to. Due. No, we. It's Ninety percent of to. the heavy lifting was done by <laughs> Sam and Frodo. Mary and Pippin could have died. Could have not. Saruman trees to walk in the hell. Saruman would have still been alive. Yeah. yeah. So what would you have had them do? What would you have had Mary and Pippin do? I would have had them just recede into the background. And go away. This is Nick being shitty. Fuck it. Just move on. Yeah, if I, Frodo, I love like, like, Nick's if I, mind. They've been like, Frodo, oh, oh, this is for them. Uh, sorry. If I were we'll Frodo and this. Sam and they didn't bow, I'd be like, you need to go to the nearest Starbucks and get me a fucking venti ice right now. How many now. Starbucks references will be in these interviews? Jesus Christ. Have, are you're not pulling your weight. That's all I'm going to say. Frodo lost a finger. What did Pippin lose? A tunic? He gained an inch or two. Yeah, he, they got That's taller. Good job. They came out of this off. You kidding me? Someone, hey, hey, Nick, you got to go ride around horses for a little bit and watch some orcs kill each other. You get an inch on your height. Fucking take that deal in a heartbeat, Tim. Anyway, it's a great sequence. Great sequence, though. Mean. Great moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being kid. I'm I'm fooling around, guys. Obviously, it was a great scene. Anyway, the camera flies out and dissolves into a map of Middle Earth as Frodo starts narrating. Uh, he says, "And thus it was the fourth age of Middle Earth began, and the fellowship eternally bound by friendship and love." was ended uh the hobbits head back to bag end where nobody apparently has any fucking clue what was happening uh the least of which is old man proudfoot who just shoots him a shitty grin as they come in and i'd be like yo you better show frodo and sam and no one else fucking respect okay frodo lost a finger that's an old lady isn't it no that's a dude dude. that's guy guy. i looked him up his name is proudfoot are you kidding me? I always thought it was an old lady. Nice guy. man. Whoa. Uh, that night, uh, a wait, drunk hobby. What's up? Are we going to talk about how different the book is? No, I don't know. Because in the book, don't they come back and the hob- the Shire's destroyed? Yeah. What the fuck? The scou- scouring of the Shire? Like, is yeah. it Soromon uh, is still alive, right? And he's torturing everyone? <sighs> That's oh right. My, yeah. Oh my God, really? So the vision happened? Yeah. But they have to kill him or something, right? They have to like beat him up. Yeah, they have what to stop do? him. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so it's a better ending. Attacks the, sh- attacks the Shire in, re- in revenge, says uh, Catechus uh, Catech- Finch. There you go. 
That's it. Oh, that's terrifying. Well, it didn't happen in this one, and thank God, because this movie is getting a little long in the tooth here. Uh, that night, a drunk hobbit tries to eat a big old pumpkin, and the gang realizes that uh, they live with a bunch of morons. What were you going to do that pumpkin? There was a lot of joy. They're not going to eat it. You know what I mean? I don't know what oh, they're yeah. going to do. Remember remember that. That. I'm sure it has something to do with the window. Have you ever um, seen the uh, the interview with the astronauts that describe what it's like coming back to Earth, and they compare it to the pumpkin scene in Lord of the Rings? That makes sense. Like, the hobbits come back and they've done this monumental thing, but nobody in the Shire recognizes it or even knows about it. They're all they're all swooning over the guy with the big pumpkin, and that's yeah. how the yeah, astronauts. Peter, yeah, Peter Jackson mentioned it like uh, uh, that's J.R.R. Tolkien's sort of history with coming back from World War One and yeah. and coming back and you're you've changed for the rest of your life and and you and everybody around you you can't really tell them these stories because there's no way they can possibly relate to any of it and so you just sort of sit there and you're like are we're we are different from here on out like we are not the same people we were before we left the shire and this place is still kind of the same and it's really bizarre and weird and i thought they did a really good job with that of having the hobbits sit at the table and like have the beer or whatever the hell it is and kind of like like cheers and just like the way that they looked at each other like it was a great great moment but I thought it was weird then to immediately follow it up with Frodo leaving. It's like all the hobbits should leave together. Like, why are you leaving Sam? Like, I understand that you well, got Sam stabbed and all family. this shit, but it's just like, yeah, just I don't know. But like, that's the thing. The, the other ones all can move on. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they weren't ring bearers. Uh, yeah. 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 He yeah that's the biggest holding the ring for that long, in addition to getting stabbed, like Frodo yeah, is forever going to be sick and in pain for the rest of his life. Yeah. And so him having. Idea. Him leaving is sort of him like accepting his death and being. I, like, I totally buy that. I just think that it's weird to have the scene of them cheersing and like kind of acknowledging that they're the, the, the Shire's well, an old way of living, and then no, well, only one you, of them actually moves on. But they actually, I think, I think they explain that it's been four years after they come back that Frodo leaves. Yeah, yeah. So like they, he, 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 says he gives five them a shot for a while right? and then realizes well, some sometime. But I mean, it's long enough for. Obviously, Sam uh, spots in this scene. I think it's a great moment where Sam spots Rose and he's like, I got to go tell her how I feel. Shoot right. my shot. Yeah. I got to shoot my shot. And he does. And it works out. And they get it cuts to them getting married. It's like, damn. And I love it because it's like Sam has changed. He's Samwise the Brave now. Before where he would never have gone up to her. Now he's he's like, I need to live life and I need to go for it. And yeah, yeah. Well, after you, at least after you kick a giant spider in the face. Just asking a girl on a date becomes that <laughs> much less intimidating. You're Still like, intimidating. Uh, this is for Frodo. So scary, and but for the Shire and for my old gaffer. <laughs> my old gaffer. Uh, they get married. It's, it's super adorable. And of course, everyone is happy, but Frodo. And you start to get the feeling that he realizes he can't go back to his old life. Uh, he's seen too much. And uh, man, the elves have the really good drugs. So um, we got to go with them. And he says, "There's no going back. There are some things that time cannot mend. Some hurts that go too deep." Uh, that have taken hold. Uh, he, as he, he's saying this as he's writing, of course, in Bilbo's book, uh, when he finishes his chapter, he turns to the title page and signs his name under Bilbo's. Uh, and I think the full, the full title now is There and Back Again and Then There and Then Back Again. Is that correct, Mandy? Uh, no. Why would, you, why would you fuck up such a cool moment of <laughs> like, him writing The Lord of the Rings? And it's just like, oh, shit. I was just like, I, I, was weird. I was like, why don't you start your own book, bro? Why you got to fucking think about it? Anyway. Of course, it's there and back again by Bubba Baggins, and underneath it, it's the Lord of the Rings by um, by Frodo Baggins, and it is a wonderful moment, as Kevin noted. And I apologize, <laughs> I apologize for screwing it up for everyone, but I do not apologize in defending Frodo and Sam over those hacks, Merry and Pippin. Huh. Uh, but there's room for a little more. Just he so says, we're all clear. His, 
He's like, Bilbo's story was now over. The old hobbit has gone senile, and now we are going to go, and the elves are going to take care of him forever. Uh, he still wants one last taste of that sweet, sweet ring, of course. And Frodo, and, uh, like, and this is a sad moment. Frodo just looks at him and says, "Sorry, Uncle, I'm afraid I've lost it." And he's like, "Damn, dude, this is going to be me soon." Yeah. Uh, they take Bilbo to the docks Definitely at Greyhaven. Soon. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is basically last... like heaven, pretty much. Yeah. Well, this is like the 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 tip, the point where they launch off to go to heaven, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, is, what is the elf heaven called? Do we remember what that is? It's something ill, illborn. No, I don't know. Something like that. Chat will tell us. Anyway, oh, uh, they they go to the docks the uh, and they take lands. Oh, the undying uh, lands is where they're yeah. going to. But uh, it has a name. Oh, Valinor. Valinor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Valinor. I was so close. I said Valador. Yeah. And then uh, Galadriel basically tells everyone, hey, man, we're bouncing and it's time for humans to hold shit down. Uh, Gandalf wishes everyone a farewell. And he says, uh, here at last on the shores of the sea comes the end of our fellowship. And uh, uh, before he boards, of course, he walks over and then he turns back and he calls back to the hobbits and he says, it's time, Frodo. This is the part of the book I was like, oh, fuck. Another like crying moment for me. Yeah. I remember being... I remember you see it coming and you're like, I hope he stays. I hope he stays. And then this moment happens and you're like, oh, it's, 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 it's Sam's reaction to it where he's mm-hmm. like, wait, what, what do you, what do you mean for like, it's so good, dude. Like shout out to Sean Astin. And MVP. one, yeah, one moment, a wonderful moment where Frodo hands uh, him Bilbo's book. And he says, the last pages are for you, Sam. Uh, and he hugs everyone. He hugs Mary, then Pippin. Then of course, Sam last of all, uh, Gandalf reaches out his hand and Frodo takes it. And together they board the ship. Uh, Frodo looks back one last time as the ship sets sail toward the horizon. Uh, and Sam watches as it disappears. Uh, then we go back to the Shire where Sam is greeted by his daughter and wife. And Frodo narrates one more time, uh, telling Sam why he left. He says, you cannot always be torn in two. You will have to be one and a whole for many years. Uh, you have so much to enjoy and to be and to do. Your part of the story will go on. And Sham, uh, Sam takes one last look around the Shire and says, I'm back. Fuck yeah, motherfucker. The end. Love it. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form. Uh, just like Kitty G did. Sauron is my king. Long live Morgoth, the true god. Elise, take the ring. <laughs> Wait, I, it, I, I, I cast it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cast it away. <laughs> uh, Sam Mosher says Sam is MVP. Who carries Frodo? Gamgee. Now who's crying? Me. <laughs> real good. Dude. Real, real good. Chance Carter says be brave is the plan. Knights King face permaban, for she is no man. Whoa. Kebab says in tears at Grey Havens, none shall surpass its runtime. Trilogy unmatched and then the final one to, to wrap up this trilogy comes from one elise legalese willems our journey is done i will miss you all my friends you bow to no one oh my god oh, oh my god so that was good thank you guys so much for including me i should thank nick too but thank yeah, you thank you for for Real being water. a part of this for so long it's, it's been, it was great it was a great journey it was a lot yeah go for it andy Ragu. Bagu. 
Nick's not welcome here. To, <laughs> welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys. I forgot what the order was because Nick is not here. But where do we want to rank uh, the, I, I guess, Sauron and, I don't know, Sauron's armies? And, yeah. and, and uh, Shelob? Oh, Shelob, okay. But the thing is, like, but the thing is, Shelob's just defending her territory, bro. She's not, yeah. like, well, you know what I mean? I mean, she was going to slowly eat him while he was still alive. There's that one main orc as well, that Aragorn. Yeah, he. Yeah. I guess he was more featured in Two Towers, I felt like. But the, the, yeah. the, the... You mean the Muma kills? <laughs> the Witch King? Yeah, Witch King. The Witch King of Angmar. Okay, yeah, Witch King. The so the Witch King, Sauron, and we'll put Shelob on there as well because she's where, a bad where guy. We, where are we putting I, that? I feel like we have to put Shelob on there because we we put Jaws as the you know main antagonist in in his movie. You know what I'm saying? And he was just doing <laughs> what he does true. best. You're right, Kevin. Thank you're you. Right. Thank you. You're right. He's just nature, man. That's what nature does. Mm-hmm. I would put them. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I obviously without. I love all of Shelob sequences, but I think Christopher Lee is such an, a phenomenal actor, and I, him portraying Saruman throughout all of this is one of the high points of the of the the franchise. And so I don't know; it's just it's hard for me to. It's hard he for me fell to and landed on the wheel, and then just slowly got yeah, turned was, into that was, a. That, that was messed up. Weird. I don't know where so to wait, put him. In. I say we put them at three. I just feel like they they're just there. Yeah, but Sa- but, sure. but Sauron, the mouth of Sauron was pretty badass. It was pretty badass. <laughs> it was cool, <laughs> but he went out. He went out. You yeah. know, not so great. He didn't even try yeah. to dodge. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, well, he like can't see you Kevin. Didn't... Can't see. It's true. Oh, so, he, only... he doesn't have eyes because <laughs> yeah. the oh, Kevin. Oh. He has he has to see by licking. That's how he gets around. <laughs> what do you Just think like the you? nose of Sauron is? <laughs> I don't know, but I, don't, I wouldn't want to be that. <laughs> a dog. troll with like a big ass nose. It's like <laughs> okay. So the bad guys are at number three. Let's yeah. put them at three. So the the list has the ranks right now: Ragu, Bagu, Lord of the Rings, Urukai, number one, uh, Sauron, Sauron, and Lurts, uh, and the and the and the army at number two. The Witch King, the Mouth, and Tony Shalhoub at number three. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There we, there we go. go. And then of course so the MVP now, on this one, I'm just gonna say is Sam. It's Sam. Sam. It's Sam. 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 No question. So, so good. There we um, are. So now it's time to do the final ranking of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Currently, we have Fellowship of the Ring at number one and Two Towers at number two. God, this is so hard. Uh, I If this were theatrical, I would have this much, much higher. But the extended, I think, just added stuff that I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, I would put this. What's the ranking again, Tim? Two, three, one? Two, one, it's three? One, one, two right now. Oh, one, two, shit. Oh, wow. We put Fellowship over two towers. I don't even remember. It's been yeah. a journey. Uh-huh. It's been an, un- it's been it's an unexpected breaking journey. Breaking the part in two <laughs> makes it difficult because it's like, I feel like this half was not a strong. It has really, really strong moments, but that I feel like the first half of this movie is strong and really cool and brings, I, I'd put this as my number one. I, I, I kind of, I kind of, it reminds me of Endgame where I think, I think um, um, the movie that came before it, whichever movie came before it, Infinity War is an overall better movie, but Endgame made me feel more. Mm. And Mm. I think the other two movies are better than this, but this movie just hit me so hard, dude. Like, I'm, I cried, like, if you were to count the amount of time, probably like five total minutes over yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> of just like of the like the 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 mouth open mouth crying. Um, oh, no. I would put this, I would put this um, at number three. Hmm. 
I don't know. This is this is probably the first time in, in in review history that I'm like, I have no real opinion of if it's number one or number three, like or even number two. It's just like Man. there's moments I liked, but all three of these movies to me feel exactly the same. Where it's like everyone had something I really liked about it, surrounded by a lot of things that I'm like, okay, this is fine. I think I think there's just a lot of wasted characters in this personally. Um, I think one should stay at number one because for me, it captures the fantasy and the world building. And it, it really when you're in that movie, you're like, this is such a cool and new and, and exciting and unique thing that they're doing uh, for me. Uh, number two, uh, excuse me, turn it now. What's the number two towers? For me, I, I think there was just a lot more interesting things happening with the humans, and I think the battle at Helm's Deep was that was was a, a fun turning point for them, where we had to like get Theoden back and Warm Tongues all there, and all that stuff has to happen. And we got we got Carl Urban in that one a lot more than this, which let's be honest, that gets points, Tim. That gets mm-hmm. a lot of points. Um, so for me, I think that was cool. The battle at Helm's Deep was a lot more was a lot cooler, and I felt that the characters were a lot more in danger than they are here. Here, I just feel like we've got a massive battle and then we go into another one and I'm like, I'm not excited about this. I really just want to see how this whole thing ends. I, I would put this at number three. It, it is, it, I, I I cannot state enough that like how, how easy it is to have an ending not feel good. And you can get to the end of the movie and feel like, fuck. Like they really, really lost it. They lost me there at the end. And this this movie didn't do that. Like, I, I think there could have been so many ways to have screwed up this ending and have it not feel earned. But they yeah, nailed number one. all of it. I'm going number one. I, I, this Holy movie shit. has like four or five endings, and they're all great. Like, we could have cut at the mountain with them just being like, we did it. Like, you know, like with the Eagles not coming and saving the day. And that could have been where the movie ended. We could have cut with him waking up and reuniting with all his friends. And it's all of that would have been satisfying. The fact that it keeps going and it keeps giving you like, hey man, you just want, you know what? Here's a little more, you know, like it, that's man. something. Am I about to put this from number three to number one? Yeah, Holy you shit. Okay, it's time to <laughs> yeah, vote. you it's are. Time to vote, ladies and gentlemen. Who thinks like that least, Return of the King? shake her head. Who thinks Return of the King is better than Two Towers? Raise your hand. I raise my hand. Kevin raises his hand. Andy's uh, thinking about it. Andy's <laughs> thinking about it right there. My uh, arms are on. crossed. Yeah, I'm not yeah. moving. I. Come on, Andy. Get in there, dude. Andy, this is the official rank. I will put this over two towers. Wow. And Andy votes as well. Who thinks it's better than Fellowship of the Ring? Raise your hand. I and Kevin, raise your hand. Think about that moment. Wait, hold on. Think about that moment, Andy, where he he says, I will carry you. But I can, or, but I can carry you. He got and it. he picks him up and he <laughs> runs up there. I won't carry I, I just, you. <laughs> I just think I, off my plane. Yeah, man. I just think I just think that fellowship is front to back a, a better, more complete, solid story that doesn't that doesn't have a lot of waste and added kind of uh, stuff that I would rather not have. I, I think this one adds a lot of stuff that I just don't care for. So the final rankings: hot. number one, Fellowship of the Ring; number two, Return of the King; number three. Two towers, Elise. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got close. We got close, guys. Elise is like, I'm taking back my haiku. <laughs> Fuck all of y'all. Oh, oh, saying... Nick, you didn't even. I didn't hear even Elise's hear it. Haiku. Oh, it was really oh. Good. Can I hear it? Can I hear it one more time before we leave? Elise, do you want to read the haiku? No, because I'll get emotional. So I want you. To read I really it. want you to read it now. No. Come on, Elise. No, for me, no, for for Gondor. Come on, for Frodo. <laughs> For Frodo, exactly. for I don't think I could without getting emotional. I'm a wuss. Tim, <laughs> you read Tim, it? read it. For I will me. read it. I will read it. it. Okay. Our journey is done. I will miss you all, my friends. 
you bow to no one. It's about us, Nick. It's about about you. I know. That's so nice. That that was so good. It makes me almost want to do The Hobbit. Almost. Oh, man. We should. I started watching the first one. We should. I don't know about that. Joey, uh, uh, (laughs) sorry. Why did I say Joey? Elise, can you you link me to that four-hour supercut of all three? Yeah, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. Will we do the Hobbit in review? Maybe one day. I hope not. But if there's enough demand, we probably will. Like I said, next week we are doing Nolan in review on Tuesday, Miyazaki in review on Friday. Very exciting stuff. Unfortunately, Elise will not be joining us for those. Will she make a return one day for another interview series? I guarantee it. Do I know when or which one? Not yet, but we should talk. Let's figure Maybe some stuff out. Maybe a scary one. Thank you. Oh, no. yeah. No. Yes. I'll, I'll conjure up a couple ideas. Thank and see you guys so not. much for having me. This was an honor and a true treat every week. Uh, being in stuff with you guys normally is a treat, and this was super, super special. So thank you. Thank you. I love it. All right. We're going to to end this, as always, with the Andrew Renee Hobbit. I don't remember the name of the segment. Like, Hobbit's being Hobbits. Hobbits. Hobbits Hobbits Hobbits. And uh, until next time. You bow to no one. All right, I'm bouncing out, guys. I got Renee here with your your final installment of my Hobbits being Hobbits moments for the Lord of the Rings in review. This time, of course, for The Return of the King Part 2. It's been really fun going back and rewatching these movies and digging into some of the lore of one of my favorite fictional universes. And if you guys didn't take the opportunity to reread the books, I highly recommend you reread them or read them for the first time. And without further ado, let's get into my final hobbits being hobbits and hobbity moments of the Lord of the Rings. So I want to talk about a moment during the Battle of Pelennor Fields. So this is such an epic, iconic moment, both in the book series and in the movies, where we're on the field. The men of Gondor and of Minas Tirith are beaten down. They feel like they're alone, and it's just at the break of dawn. The Rorahim crests the hill and is like, we saw the beacon. We're here to help you. We're here to save you. Except then they're like, whoa, there's a lot of orcs out there, and maybe we're not going to win. But there's still this moment of hope, especially from the king where he goes through and he like hits all of the banners and it's just like such an inspiring moment of hope. And the reason I want to call attention to this battle is because not only is it like, again, one of the best battle sequences ever, like shout out to the amazing crew who made this battle sequence happen, but we get a really fantastic moment with Eowyn and with Mary. So we know that the Lord of the Nazgul, the Witch King Vanmar, the leader of the Ring Race, is kind of a badass dude. The word on the street is that no one can kill him. More specifically, no man can kill him. Enter in a hobbit and a woman. So in the books, there's a lot more history into why Eowyn is actually able to kill the Witch King of Angmar that the movie doesn't ever really tell you. So Mary earlier on in the Lord of the Rings has an incident with this guy named Tom Bombadil. So I briefly mentioned him earlier, but we don't hear about Tom Bombadil at all in the movies. And a lot of Lord of the Rings fans were really salty about that when the movies first came out. And let's be honest, some of you are still salty about it today, but Tom Bombadil is important because he lets Mary get this blade, one of the blades from Barrow Downs. So the blade is important because it has a specific enchantment on it that allows Mary to break the spell that is holding the Witch King's body to the physical form, which is essentially making him impossible for any man to kill. Now, the movie makes a big whoop-de-doo about Eowyn being the woman to kill him, and I'm not trying to take that away from you, girl. Girl power, you rock. 
But without Mary's preemptive strike on the Witch King, which essentially breaks that magic enchantment, Eowyn's final stab through the face never would have actually killed the Witch King. And so I want to give a shout out to Mary, even though nobody in the movies ever knew that you were super important because they kind of just like kick you by the wayside. But without that first strike from Mary, it's arguable that Eowyn never would have been able to take that Witch King down. Instead, we have this really cinematic moment where she rips her helmet off and she's like, I am no man. And her beautiful blonde hair is falling all over the place and she stabs the guy in the face and it's he crumples up on himself and it's just like everyone's cheering and it's so great. And it all was possible because of Mary, because of a hobbit, because of Tom Bombadil, really. Shout out to Tom Bombadil. And I wanted to call that out because I think it just reminds us that there's so much deep lore in this universe that is just scratching the surface in these movies. And I just want to remind you guys, if you never took the opportunity to read the books or if you haven't read them in a long time, reread them. They're some of the finest fiction ever created on planet Earth. And I love so much that more and more people are discovering them. So shout out to you, Mary, and your blade of Barrow Downs. Shout out to you, Eowyn, for landing the final blow and really all of the forces that fight it against evil, including those of Mordor. Yeah. I was going to say something really profound there, and then I just kind of lost it. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of tired. It's been a whole month, but this has been fun. Thank you so much for having me, Kind of Funny. I've really loved being part of the Lord of the Rings in review. I hope you guys have enjoyed rewatching these movies as much as I did, and I hope you enjoy your upcoming holiday weekend. Maybe we'll see you again sometime. And if you're missing me on Kind of Funny, I get it. I miss me too. You can always come see me at What's Good Games. Bye, everybody.